Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where you have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, please go ahead and smash that like daddy as soon as you walk in the door. Go ahead and smash that like daddy. I told you, we're going to use it. Bro. All right. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. You can also listen to us on all of your podcasts and networks. Just type in Real Talk That Talk. All right. Let's go ahead and get to the first topic. This um, kind of stems, you know, like I always do, I'm, I'm always editing the videos. And I was looking back at some old videos that that uh, some old shows that we were doing while I was uh, making some clips. And it really started to make me think, man. And so um, we're going we're going a little bit cancel culturist this uh, this time. So let's talk about it, man. So here's the first here's the first topic. Do we lose our creativity as a culture by only existing in echo chambers? Do we lose our creativity as a culture by only existing in echo chambers? All right, uh, Quan, let's start you off since you're on my right side, bro. For me, do we lose our creativity by no? I don't think we lose our creativity. I think. As African-Americans, like we are one of the most creative, you know, beings on this planet. Um, So we don't lose creativity. But I think we really don't appreciate that specific trend or culture or, you know, whatever that is being presented until maybe that person dies. And And I think that happens a lot in our culture, unfortunately. Prime example, like look at some of our rappers, right? Like Nipsey Hussle. People was all on him after he passed. You know what I'm saying? But like the the type of love he should have received while he was breathing, he didn't. Um, that's just one example of the few. Um, you know, like we talk about, you know, zero quarter, fifth quarter, and rap daddies and whatnot. Like a lot of the um, if the popular people are doing it at that moment, it's cool. But if one person decides, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be different, I'm gonna do something a little different. Like they're hated at first until years later than it's accepted. So I don't think it stops the creativity, but whatever that trend is, prime example, I'm pretty sure people dislike, um, excuse me, the way uh, NCAT was doing their shows initially because it was different. It was quote unquote more DCI style, so to speak. It wasn't your traditional eight to five. But now people accept it. People love it. People embrace it. But they had to go through some years of transitioning for that to be accepted by the culture. And I think that's the travesty is like uh, you, we're creative because it's going to be one person that pushes the envelope, but they have to be hated first, then accepted later. All right. Dope. Uh, let me do this first. What's good, Ma? There we go. All right. Boom. Boo-boo kitty. We got half the family back. Look at that. Look at that. All right. All right. How you doing? How you doing? All right. Ma, you good? You straight? We hear you. Wait, now I can't hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. Y'all can hear me? I can hear yeah. you. Yeah. Get your, get your mic straight. Now you're muted. 
We hear you. As soon as you pulled me in, like I couldn't hear nothing no more. So you want me to pull you out? Pause. Yeah, get you. All right. Uh, well, let's keep going on the topic until we get by it straight. Rick, do we lose our creativity as a culture by only existing in echo chambers? I don't think it's because we only exist in echo chambers. I think that certain things are more popular than others. I think that when Robert Champion passed, we lost one of the biggest pillars of band of the band community with fam. And I think that we we went into our corners about what we like. Like there's always been people that think that fam is whatever or Bethune Cookman is whatever, whether that's you know amazing. I think they play with great sounds. Uh, some people think they're boring. Some people think they're whatever. But the fact of the matter that you could not say that they weren't a good band. They did what they did authentically. Norfolk State was not a pillar organization in the band community. Most people hadn't heard of Norfolk State before. So we couldn't say, okay, Norfolk is going to always be authentic, authentically Norfolk. They ain't trying to be nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And that was one thing I loved about going there. And a lot of bands in the MEAC were that way. I, you know, we you can look around the MEAC and you can see all different t- styles and everything. And, it, and, you know, you may have had your favorite bands or whatever, but we all appreciated the fact that good band is good band. I think now... You know, and I don't want to sound like that old head is hating because I think there's a lot of good things that's happening now. Like I said, for me, song of the year was that fam you young and the restless. You know, like there are good sounds happening in band. But I think that we get put into our corners because when you don't agree with the the biggest group of people in the band head community, not the band community, the band head community, the people that are the loudest on social media and stuff like that, you're instantly put into a box where, oh, you you are Uncle Tom or you don't care about the culture or whatever. And it's just simply not the case. And then it's funny because some of our goats and our old heads like Mr. Adams, Dr. Sanford, you know, all these great band directors that were generally, you know, in the last generation, they have the same type of feedback. Dr. Sanford came on the show and said, I want to hear good sounds. I want to hear bands that play, you know, with control and all that stuff. But when we say it as younger people, it creates this division. I have never on our show said anything about hating. I hate any band. I don't hate no band. I love black people. I want to see black people succeed. But I think that at the end of the day, if you love something, I've said this on the show before, if you love something, you ought to want better for it. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's the echo chambers that ruin the culture. I think it's our closed mindedness to accepting something other than what we identify as being what we like. You know, I can listen to my favorite uh, orchestra is the Chicago Symphony. I mean, I just think the CSO is incredible, Um, but I can listen to any of the orchestra that's good. I'm also able to, you know, as uh, I have a ear. So if I identify something I don't like, I should be able to say, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that stylist or whatever. And I don't know if we have that space now in the HBCU band head community. So I, I would just say, I don't think it diminishes our culture. I think right now, HBCU culture is experiencing some of the most recognition and success we've ever had. 
you know, there's a national television show featuring the HBCU band. We had a movie, you know, 20 years ago featuring HBCU bands. You know, there's been previous TV shows. So I think I think HBCU band culture is fine. I just think that there has to be room for difference. There has to be room for, you know, a different approach or a different mindset when it comes to what HBCU band culture is. So, no, I don't think it diminishes the culture. I think other factors play into that, and partially it's just because we want everybody to be the same. All right, Eddie, do we lose creativity as a culture by only existing in echo chambers? Um, I, I look at it from this, from this uh, point of view. So uh, technology, as far as YouTube and all these other sites, is fairly new. You know, which, you know they've been around, when did YouTube came come out? About 2006, something like that. So a lot of, I think we look at it from the standpoint of us being fans of the culture, part of the culture for well beyond that. You know, I started watching... My first, I seen my first band show in 95. I was hooked from that point on. And I, you know, so I think that we may be in a rush to change things. I don't know. I don't want to say abruptly, but I think we have to let the world know. People who outside, who are outside of the band head community see what it is that show style bands bring before we're in such a tussle to change. I mean, and I, I agree with Rick because there has to be room to grow. I get that. I, I, I agree with that point. But at the same time, if we have no cohesion as a culture, so to speak, from the grand scale, I mean, people looking at us from outside the band here community, they can be like, you know, they they look crazy. They look wild. So um, I think once we do have that stronghold and we have more of these March kind of shows and drum lines and we become more of a household name across the, I'm talking about globally, then I think there's a lot more room for growth. Um, that's the way I look at it anyway. I think we have to be one, and it's hard to say be one unified front because there's so many styles of band and different ways you can come at you can approach that but there has to be some kind of way to bring it together first in my opinion that's definitely a a really interesting thought i, I let's kind of dive into that because like just kind of if i think about like when you look at pre-robert champion right there was the the swag side of doing things, I guess, and the MEAC side of doing things. And it was widely accepted on both sides. But I even disagree with that, Julie. Like, when you think about pillars pre-Robert Champion, I'll just name some. Tennessee State is not in a, a conference that would be considered an HBCU conference, but they've always been a band that people know. You know what I'm saying? So I would think bands like Tennessee State, Florida A&M, um, Virginia State, people have been talking about horsepower for years. Like, people knew what they were bringing to the table. Like I said, Norfolk wasn't in that conversation. Southern, Jackson, you know, there were like a, a group of like five to six bands that were like the pillar organization. That's what I model my band to either sound like or look like, bro. And then, like, it seems like pre-Robert Champion, all of that went away, and it was just... Post-Robert post Champion. Oh, post-Robert Champion. It was well, just... That that so, was the point that I was getting to was the right. fact that what does it look like to bring the the difference the differences together now versus what it was pre-Robert Champion because there were noticeable differences that everybody accepted. There were there were people who were, you know, Southern fans who still had, you know, love for fam or could outwardly express that they had love for fam, you know, 
or there were people who were Jackson fans who could outwardly express they had love for, you know, this other group or whatever. But it's it seems as though, you know, it's like you either do it this way or it's just like not as widely accepted, if that makes sense. I go ahead and say it. I say it like this, y'all, man. Um, (laughs) Hey, look, I'm about to catch hell for it. I don't even care, man. But uh, aside from those pillar bands that you name, meaning the Norfolks, the Fams, the Tennessee States, the Southerns, FAMU was a lot of band standard. They were, man. So when you look at it, when they took their hiatus and they were gone, it's like displacing some kids, man. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Uh, I agree. You know, so you got to look at it from okay. We got how long were they out the game? Like four or five years, four years, something like five yeah, years. Yeah, three, three or four years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's three or four years of just now. Who's next? It's like bands are going to follow something because everybody can't be a, a pioneer. Um, and that's 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 the that's just the truth. You know what I'm saying every every band director don't have that Isaac Greggs or that uh William Foster, you know, uh, or or or, or uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm drawing, drawing a blank, but you know what I'm saying. They don't have that gusto to bring something new to the table, so. You got four years of bands looking for looking for a, a new standard. You know what I'm saying? So, but know. I think that I think that directly affected what we've been talking about over these last couple months since running this show. It's like I like people for some reason. I think uh, it's crazy to me, Eddie. But some people think I hate Southern. I've never said that on the show, but apparently that's what I guess that's you know. I'm sure we'll get into you know even some of the disagreements you may have had with me, right? But my thing is this. I have never said that on this show. And I will, I'll will i go on record right now. I've always been a Southern fan since I first heard Southern. We used to go to Mario Room. I said this on the show. And Mario would show us those tapes. And I'm like, man, that's that's killing. But I could also, even at that time of loving Southern, identify, okay, there's some things happening there that, you know, me personally, my own personal stylistic choices, I wouldn't agree with. But I can still say, like I said on the show, man, I love, I remember, I love Holy Grail, all these songs that they played over the years that I, I really like. But the fact of the matter is nobody can do Southern but Southern. And I think that's where we we fall into so many issues, man, is because everybody is trying to be Southern. Ain't nobody going to ever outdo them with, at what they do. They are the kings of, like they say, kings of what they do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they, if, you, if you're constantly chasing them, then, and then you ain't going to never be successful. So what I'm saying is do something well that's you, that's authentically you at these other bands, you know, but that doesn't affect what good musicality is. That's what I've always said. Go ahead, Quan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you, y'all, y'all good, fam, because it's it's great that y'all saying it, but what, I, what I've realized, and like I say, I'm I'm the youngest out of all y'all, and I think two things that, that has altered the perception and perspective of band post pre and post Robert champion. So pre Robert champion, we can mention, and I do agree with Julian when he say it was a MEAC way. If you were in the South, it was a MEAC way and it was a swag way. That, and that just, that, if you were from the South, that's the, the perception. Yeah. You got to um, remember that's, that's where I'm from. So the, yeah, that's, 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 that's the way. And, and you know and, what? Ironically, mm-hmm. A&T was like the adopted swag band back then, if you remember. Absolutely. They yeah, right. Absolutely. Because they, 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 Absolutely. They, they, they did all that, right? They, so so, so when you look at pre, pre-Robert Champion, like, it's kind of like, it was like, yeah, we was kin, we was cousins, but that's the East Coast cousins. You know what I'm saying? Because they, cer- certain drum lines, for example, like A&T, they had harnesses initially. Like, we were like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, fam, you still had that tri- that old school 
traditional style. And so because they were like, like you stated, the pillar band, they and that sound that that timbre from the woodwinds and whatnot, all the way up to uh, when Mr. Julian White transitioned out of that position, like they that was their thing. But when you wanted raw in your face, any song that came on the radio, it seemed like the song came on the radio Sunday, but then Friday, uh, Saturday at the game, Southern was playing it. So we also experienced that too. Post Robin Champion, the difference is social media and then the intent and my, my, the methodicalness of Southern's uh, video team made you be like, I'm a Southern fan. And then we're also dealing with the generation of people now where it's like you had to go to a game to actually experience stuff. Now, every week you're looking at it where you have people that are feel that they're Southern Knights and they never been. So, but it's but we can't we can't fault them because Garrett is the goat. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 right. no, we can't, no, we can't. But I think the 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 biggest difference is you have quote unquote allegiances for people that you you don't even know. You don't even know. It's, right. it's like you just a meat rider, bro. Like you just, right. just put it out there. Like 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 that's what you is. That's so that's one. But then number two, if you really if you really look at it. And from my perspective, post Robert Champion, because they were in your face all the time, that was the new standard. So then this younger generation, they deal, they deal with trends. Like I look at real talk from the drum game. I can go by as a percussionist, the way people's uh, drum sections form, the way they hit the drum is just like Jackson State. If you go through the South for the most part, outside of Southern, even my own alma mater, Prairie View, the drum section is just like the bass drum sections. I can look at it, but it's because they see it all the time. They see it. Social media has altered, uh, I guess, quote unquote, the the what was the word you use, Rick? Um, I'm gonna say allegiance, but your taste for a specific band. Southern dropped three, four clips every every other week in season. But once again, we're talking about the greatness of Garrett, right? Like, like I mean, I, like I, I gotta acknowledge that, brother. That man has completely changed HBCU band culture single handedly with that whole video thing that he's doing. You know, like when you when you talk about their presence online, they was it wasn't by accident. You know, like people when that stuff's being pumped at you all the time, it's high quality. They got. The drone going up in the sky, getting the band. They got everything. Like, that's appealing, man. It's like MKBHD. He's like the guy when it comes to tech reviews on YouTube. That man went from being a kid in his bedroom to making millions of dollars doing tech reviews, mm -hmm. you know, because he, you know, went the extra mile. So I think if we're talking specifically, Quan, about that, then to me, that's a blueprint for these other bands. But I don't think that's it, bro. I really don't. Like, yes, Garrett, uh, I think his last name's Edgerson, Edgerton. Mm, yeah. He is the GOAT when it comes to this whole video thing. But I don't think that's it. I think people genuinely have a love for that band that is regardless of what they do, man. Like, they I mean, can literally go out there and blow bear, had a little lamb, and people going to tell you how sweet it is. Go ahead, bro. That's us as a, as a society, man. You turn the radio on. If they play the same 10 songs all day, every day, like they do, at that top 10 countdown, you're going to start thinking, damn, that number one song must really be the shit. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like if we're fed, not, 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 a, not a shot of any band, but I'm saying if we are 
consistency is king, bro. Content and consistency is king. If you constantly bring it, like y'all drop videos consistently, man. So y'all have greatness obviously in, coming. It's like when you do that, man. Um, you know, you 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 going to you going to get fans. You're going to get supporters because we're creatures of habit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think we we're kind of shorthand and southern in a sense where they they've all they, they were one of the first bands to take branding seriously mm -hmm. you know um not not you know we think about musicianship when we think bands but band is business you know and i think they're one they were one of the first ones to you know really 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 uh, be on that on that on that train or whatever man from bayou classic i mean you look at gramlin and southern they had the same same spins they want to stay on nbc every year for turkey day you know one band seems to be on the up and up one is kind of you know they had they had they, they hit a miss man so that tells you something's going on you know what i'm saying so i mean i i don't disagree with what you said because i think it, it, we've had a conversation about that before you know the consistency of southern regardless of whatever you can say about them they have been consistent and like you're absolutely right the consistency actually brings people in i mean don't don't get me wrong i i coming from the south like i never wanted to go to southern but i know i watched them all the time it was either Southern or Jackson. I didn't even know about Norfolk until my, my junior year in high school, you know, and even, even when I heard about Norfolk, when, when Miss Sanders came through and brought the video, you know, I was still watching Southern and Jackson until she came back again. Cause I couldn't find no other Norfolk video back, back in the day when um, the fifth quarter was hot, go to the fifth quarter. And I'll, mostly, you know, all you was going to see is maybe a Jackson video, a Southern video, maybe a Texas Southern video every now and then. So I, wasn't was, seeing, I wasn't seeing PV like that on, on fifth quarter like that. Southern you know, was selling DVDs, bro, like in the early 2000s and had their videos selling on DVD. That was my Christmas present when I was in high school by my mama. <laughs> you know, they, they, they were serious about Brandon. Yeah. You don't meet too many Norfolk cats who hate on Southern, man. Y'all seem to you, you hear a lot of hate from other bands, but you don't really hear many Norfolk cats. So it's, uh, that's 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 something interesting. I, I just thought about that. Well, I mean, I think it, I think that comes from the standpoint of the fact that we can appreciate that they're authentic, authentically them, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not trying to be them. And to be honest, when we were in the band, bro, we wanted to go against them because we thought we were the best band in the country. So I think it's like a mutual respect thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like goat going against goat. I mean, I you know I hate to say it, it's a lot of good bands in the MEAC. but right now Norfolk, man, you know they're on a they're on a, another level. I think it is, bro. I think it's a lot of good bands that you know. I think they, the CIAA got some guys got they might they might be on the up and up, bro. But yeah, we got some work <laughs> to do in the MEAC, bro. I agree. But we don't even know if the MEAC gonna be around for much longer. Uh, exactly. Exactly. That's why I, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm there with you, Rick, on that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I thought I, about going down to Norfolk to help him set up a battle of bands next week for the uh for, for the tournament, but I'm thinking, who gonna be at the damn tournament? I mean, who who would show up, man? So Norfolk would, Morgan would, Central probably, and uh South, South Carolina State. Like I don't know who else do we have that would Dale State? Dale Savannah, State is Savannah State still in Savannah's the mix? Savannah's in the CIAA, ain't they? I thought they left. Yeah, I think they left. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think Savannah's in the CIAA now. We got uh, some work to do, man. Yeah, it, we we struggling. We struggling out there. As long as y'all don't leave, man. Look, Norfolk got. Look, I know. Look, I keep hearing y'all want to leave too, man. Stay put, man. Hey, look. Norfolk leave. It's tight. It's tight. <laughs> it's so tight. It is it's tight. completely done. It is over. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Let's keep it rolling, man. If you're just tuning in, man, welcome everybody to talk to. Golly, I messed that up. 
Jesus, my bad. I don't know how I did that. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like, daddy. All right, get these likes up. We want our, we want the likes to match the number of views. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can come over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and that notification button. Also, you can check us out on all your podcasting networks at Real Talk That Talk. All right, let's move it on to the next topic. And then Maya will be able to get in on this one. She might curse today because I ain't heard her curse in a couple of weeks. You on the SMB7, bro? You know, I'm, I got to ask my technical questions right quick. Which What mic you on? Who, me? Nah, uh, uh, Julian. That you just said me? I ain't think your mouth move. Your mouth didn't move. <laughs> I thought that was Rick that said that. My bad. Yeah, what you want? Nah, man. I got a. I man. I'm a real this real talk. I got an audio box from uh, uh, Amazon. That thing sound good. Whatever it is, man. I I, I know how to. You know, I, I went to school for uh, media. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. I did. I did media at Norfolk. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I know how to mess with my levels really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Here we go. No, nah, he just turned us all the way down, turned himself all the way up. I can't, no, he sound I like shit. Because I, I got the SMB seven right here. Oh, that's wild. That's like a yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, what? Well, I, I can't. I can't adjust y'all on this. You got to hook Rick up, man. He got an SMB seven. That thing should be kicking. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's using though, so I, I would have to see what kind of what kind of box that you that you got going on. But anyway, all right, let's keep rolling. Um. This is something I, 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 this is not necessarily generally for the music, music band world, but this is definitely a, a very great, great question that we can tie in. Why do we cancel each other because we don't agree? Why do we cancel each other because we don't agree? Uh, who started first? Quan. Uh, All right. So, Rick, why do we cancel each other because we don't agree? I would actually, you know what? I would like to to actually let Eddie go first, man, because I'm interested to hear what your opinion is, bro, because I would love for you to – I know there's been some disagreements you've had with me, man, so, like, like what's, what's your take, you. bro? No, nah, not even you. I think the one experience I had wasn't even about music. It was just a general general, general statement you made. I think it was um, something to do with – let me let me think back. Let me think back. The uh, mass band joint? Mass band. What we talked about? Okay, so I think you had made a statement about um, – if you're over a certain age, you know, you should be out there making money instead of worrying about band or something like that. Or, and I, I think that that it wasn't an issue with you. It was just a statement. You know, I think you doubled down on that thing. So I said he must want to stand on it. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't an issue with you. And I think the word cancel, man, I, I don't believe in that word. Cancel culture. I know some people subscribe to that, but I think that that's a mentality. It's like a it's an admission of defeat. You know, I don't think you know, I've been doing this for like four years now. You know how many people just can't stand my guts and I can give a damn. And they try, you know, they do a little post and try to, hey, Eddie, this and that. I don't believe in that in that word cancel culture, man. I, but I do think that um, it gets back to the first question you, as, as far as working in this microcosm of different, you know, cliques or whatever you want to call it within the band community. And if you think a certain way that's outside of that, that mindset, you're going to be singled out for that, man. So. I don't think it's, you know, and it's different groups, to be honest with you, it's different groups. Like, uh, remember back in the day we had Swag Page and Swag Fans, and that was where you went for your shit talking in the band world. Well, yeah. but now yeah. we got different Facebook groups that 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 have, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, taken over that, that role. But um, 
we live in a world of sensationalization, sensationalizing certain things, man. And um, everybody wants to get go viral. Everybody wants to um, for their shit to be trending or whatever, man. And to do that a lot of times. And I look while 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 I say that, man, I think that I did have a problem with that statement. But if I can go back, I probably would have because I never talked to you one on one, Rick. I don't think I've even met before, but. Um, you sounded passionate about it, man. So I was like, man, look, let me share the thing with the, like the y'all. I didn't think it was going to go go the way it did, though, man. So if I could have gone back, I would not have just just posted it like in, you know in a group when you the way I did, man. So I well, will no, apologize I, I, to I you on that. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem, bro. We good, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm spoiler alert. I'm about to triple now. So what what I actually said, did, bro, did, was what? I'm about to triple down right now. Oh, what I down. actually okay. said, right. What I actually said was, if you're 40 years old and you still work, your main focus in music is trying to march with some 18 to 20 year olds in a band to just show them how amazing you are. That's what I said. You're, I think your priorities in the wrong spot. Please, I'm still there, bro. Like the like that whole argument, right? Was like it was an argument even between Mario and I, right? Like Mario did completely disagree with me at the time. And we've since talked about it. And he's he's feeling what I'm saying. That was a 30 minute conversation that we were having, bro. I had spoke for like 15 minutes. So it was like I prefaced it by saying. We as older people should be more focused on the alumni band side rather than the the summer uh, mass band side. And I've used the PV versus Southern alumni band battle during the summer as an example right because to me that was cool as hell to see all these old goats come together you know and and try to get it back up again chops terrible but they out there trying to make it happen to me mass man it started as all-star man right for kids for high school kids and the statement i made was like and we had a brother come on the show like a week or two later y'all Judy and quan i don't know if y'all remember that brother from north carolina came on the show and he was like, yeah, man, when I was in marching and mass band, yeah, we had older members. Yeah, they were drinking and smoking weed. And all no, this was, he was, no, he was from the, he was from Detroit. Detroit, yeah. But he's a band director in North Carolina now. But he was like, yeah, we were doing all that stuff. And I, I simply asked that brother, do you think that's appropriate for our kids? Like, I, I hate the fact that our kids have to grow up so, like, so fast, man. Like, why are, is my... 18, 17 year old daughter in a situation with a bunch of grown men drinking, smoking, having a good old time. And I just think that's inappropriate. Do I have a problem with mass band? No. I have a problem with the approach of some of these mass bands. You know, I, like I said on the show, would a tuner hurt some people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no problem with it. I just think that there has to be standards to everything we do as black people. Yeah. I mean, you I know? think, I, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Ahead, I was no. I was gonna say, look, I, I'm privileged enough to have grown up in in situations where I, you know I didn't have to grow up in uh, poverty or just in in different, uh, uh, you know, you know. So in certain parts of the country, man, um, that is like the only leadership or the only sense of uh, 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 fatherhood, so to speak, that some of them kids will get. And band is big in the south, bigger than obviously where we are in the East Coast. Y'all in Texas, right? I, I think y'all in Texas, but no, I'm I'm in Texas. He's because Rick Rick is from Norfolk. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying. So whenever I think, of, I try to think outside of myself. Because I mean, I, I know, like I said, I was privileged enough to not have. I had a father. I had uncles. I had everybody that I needed in my life to um, guide me the way that you know that I need to go. But I just think that you. I hear what you're saying. Like you're 40 years old. What you're doing in the band with some 18 year olds? But um, 
I think there still is a need for a lot of those kids, man, just, just to keep them on track. And in that same conversation, bro, I said the exact same thing. But what I said is that's called being a teacher or a mentor. That's not called call being a marching member. Oh, like, okay. I think those type of relationships are important as well. My issue is, bro, and I and I use this as an example even then. I know of people when I was living in Houston. I live in Connecticut now, bro. I don't live down there no more. But when I was in Houston, when I was teaching at Prairie View, there were a large number of people I knew that weren't Prairie View grad. They were from all other schools that were doing hum. And their whole purpose of doing it was to come back to shine on these high school kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that helping them? And like that's and this is another example, bro, of what I'll be talking about when it comes to this whole cancel culture, which is the question, right? We can't even sit and agree on things as a community like drinking and smoking around our kids is inappropriate. Or shining on an 18-year-old as a 40-year-old is not a good thing. Yeah, all these organizations offer very, very great things, man. Like um, Quan was telling me about, he said this on the show, Quan was talking about how LLI is all, uh, was at the time all high school kids. Yeah, they still are. And I was yeah. about to say that, but finish your comment. I, I'll say that after. Go ahead, bro. And they be whipping people's ass. So I'm sitting there like, you got a group full of high school kids whipping people's ass. You got this other group that's got all these different age ranges, whatever the influence is, I don't know. Because like you said, bro, I'm not down there and I'm not a part of that particular community. But I just, I don't know, man. For me, maybe I'll stay out of it from here on out because I have my own opinions. But I think that it's important that our kids are able to get worthwhile experiences that are free of things like drinking, smoking, you know, all these other things that we wouldn't do on a regular basis. Let me ask you a question. Ask you a question. Simple yep. question. Is band a sport? Yeah. It's a sport. Yeah. Right. So I would say, uh, you know, I, I would agree with you. I think that if you look at it from that standpoint, from the fall to the spring is your organized, is your organized, you know, your, your, your teams. You know, I would say you look at basketball, you can go do a pickup game on a blacktop. That would be your pickup game in the summertime. You know, so it's like you want to come play some ball, you're going to go out to the blacktop. That's right. probably the way I would say the, the best way I would compare that to to. to uh, uh, the why, anyway, the why a 40 year old or 30 year old, whatever, would have the uh, um, desire. The, the, the desire to, yeah, to want to go out there. And it's, 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 it's just a pickup game of band, in my opinion. Of, that's the way they look at it, man. So, I mean, so, you, oh, go ahead, Quan. I'm sorry. An analogy. I never even thought I, bet, I, 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 I have some, uh, I have something I would like to say, but I don't want to take up the whole time. Go ahead, Quan. Because no. I was going to say, like, the equivalent of of show of uh, all star band on the core stop like uh, like you said, bro. We haven't had a chance to really get to meet. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I have a extensive background man in DCI, right? Which is like the core style equivalent, in my opinion, of what that could become. You know what I'm saying? Because in that same show, Ed, I talked about monetizing it, getting sponsorships behind it, making an official thing. So not only are kids getting this great experience, but it can be paid for. They don't have to travel in their own cars to these places, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like actual plans about money. That's where the money conversation came up. But like even these other organizations have separate divisions, right? So like DCI, there's an age limit, right? Because of these same exact situations. Once you turn 21, you have to march DCA. All right. And DCA is no limit. But those kids are, you know, all over the place. And there are different age groups there. But 
it creates, you know, a situation where a it's fair, you know, you don't have, you know, me trying to march in the blue devil or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it also creates a situation where we can give that same type of teaching and experience that you were talking about, man, from a principal perspective. I think we're all saying the same thing, just in different ways or different approaches of doing it. But go ahead, Quan. So, 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 so for me, um, I'm going to take a different approach. I don't mind none, none of that. And I did see uh, one of our viewers, uh, I think it's Jared. He says, LLI marches college member too. That's something in my, I only could speak about when I was, you know, observing LLI and whatnot. And that was the early 2000s. Uh, they didn't. That was a high school thing. That was a real audition thing. When I first arrived to Houston, Greater Houston All-Star was a high school thing where you had to audition, where they had uh, specific facilitators and clinicians where they taught you, hey, this is how you do these specific drills, where some of the band directors from the city was like, hey, we support this. And not not all not all did. We're talking even like now. But certain clinicians and master teachers went there and it was like, so we're going to do a simple uh, drill show. And we're going to make this drill show. Y'all can take these same concepts and methods back to your high school, because let's let's be clear. As a director now. We can all say, well, at least they're being on their horn during the summer. Absolutely. You want them out of trouble. Right. You want them uh, doing something productive. You want them to continue to practice. But we also know that this everybody has different ideologies in, in uh, precepts on the way that they teach. So I know for a fact. Julian's band director did not approve of Greater Houston All-Star. He didn't. Now, is he a GOAT, in my opinion, as a band director? Hell yeah. But that was his preference. And so that's how they got down. So I don't think it's wrong for another high school director to be like, nah, I don't support that, and give whatever his various reasons why. My only thing is, if you're going to have All-Star band, have it where it's high school, and have it where if they paying this money, what they coming back with? What can they come back with that's truly tangible, that's that's positive, that they can bring back to my band program? Like, what's the point? Because I think if you can give a person uh, like a sheet to say, we working on scales, we working on lip slurs, we going to work on breathing this year, we going to work on all of this. Yeah, we going to march and play. But all of this is what they get in this package. I guarantee you'll have high school band directors that will sponsor specific kids so that they can attend. Now, I'm going to be real with you. At DCI, that happens. And I think that's the difference. So when we were just talking about the last uh, topic, we were talking about marketing. Some of these mass bands, and again, I only know a few. I can't speak for everybody because the young man that, that was from Detroit, that was from North Carolina, he said they do that in his in his particular All-Star Band program. If, if they're doing all of that as a band director, I'm going to support that. Why does fam use band camp? like have been surviving for so many years because we know the standard of FAMU and we know what they teach is going to be great to bring back to my program. But if we also know that when you go there too, Quan, you ain't just doing marching band. You're doing jazz band. You're doing concert band. You're doing solo and ensemble. You're yeah. doing uh, court quintets and stuff like that. There's a, it's a curriculum. It's not, right. how, you know, just come blow your damn brains out mm. with no instruction of how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I mean, so 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 when as as a director, and I'm and I'm speaking from my seat because I'm the only band director here, and I got my partner that's a drum instructor. It's specific teaching that we want around our kids. 
And we know that the person that stands on the podium has the most influence during that time frame. And if I don't agree with that, I can agree. I can agree to disagree with with his philosophy of teaching. And if I don't, just like if you may have kids in my this is my first time meeting you, fam. If you like, I know you're saying you're putting your, your daughter to sleep. It's certain teachings that you'd be like, nah, my daughter not about to go around that. I think that's the same philosophy we have as band directors with our kids. Not saying that we discredit that person, but that method may we may not be in agreement with it. Yeah, that, I mean, you, and you made a point. You saying like, show me something tangible. Show me something that you will bring back. You can argue to say, man, what they bring it back is just that that momentum from the spring to the fall. You know that 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 that, that bringing that passion. You look at different states. You look at Alabama. You look at Mississippi. You look at uh, Louisiana. We have very prevalent summer band programs. And you look on the East Coast, we don't have that culture. Not saying that that is what's contributing to the fall's success, but I'm saying you, that's, it's an arguable point right there. It, it it could be some segue from the spring to the fall that's being contributed to the uh, the, the momentum that's, you know what I'm saying, by way of those summer band programs. Just saying, that could be what you get from that. But, but Eddie, what about, like, I, I'm sure you are aware of this, bro. Remember when, uh, remember when Virginia was trying to start that all-star band? They tried, right, right. That thing died fast. Like, it, it did. And, you know, I know a lot of the brothers that was associated, and they good dudes. In my opinion, I may be wrong as hell, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not Nostradamus here. But in my opinion, I think it was contributed, what contributed to it is the fact that they weren't trying to play like Virginia bands. They were trying to be Southern North. You know, and they well, I think the cat that ran it was a Southern graduate, uh, Norman. He actually was a Southern mellophone player that tried. Oh, to I didn't know. See, yeah. I didn't. That's why I say I'm coming from the position of ignorance. He came from Southern, but wasn't he from Virginia though? Yeah, he went to uh, uh, the what's that high school in Richmond? I forget the name of the one that uh, Henrico. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. Either Henrico or Huguenot. Hugh, no, it won't Huguenot. He's at um, he's the at that, um, uh, Dave Yonkers is at yeah, Island, yeah, yeah. Island Springs. Oh, Island Springs. But yeah, he's the one that started that. Uh, anyway, um. My, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rick. But no, man. Like we, like you, you said this in the first question, bro. You were like each area. It's Miac, and you got swag. Every band, every conference has their their own identity. If I'm not, and I, man, I don't want this to sound like I think it's gonna sound, but if they were trying to do that in the mold of Norfolk, which is the standard in that Virginia area, I think it would have been a lot more successful. Or bring Miss Sanders out. Miss Sanders a hell of a teacher, man. You know, get those, I think it was like 40 people in the ensemble. And really, like you said, bro, make that an educational mentorship type of experience. I think it, it's something that Norfolk State could have easily jumped on. Well, I you mean, apparently saying? apparently, it was a thing with Norfolk and Hampton. Uh, they were both working together. A Hampton band director, uh, Dr. Jones, actually gave them access to the band room and everything. But uh, they apparently broke a few rules that he um, said, look, don't play. And these locations did something like that, but they broke those rules. So it was a wrap from that point on, man. And then some other stuff we can get into. I don't want to put all this, but yeah, it's, it, it right. could have worked out, but they just, they weren't following the script, man. So. I, I, I just have one question. Why we don't have middle school camps like that? I always say this on this show. The way your high schools will thrive is if your middle school is being fed. We, and I'm just saying, we 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 hone in on a mass band, but we, are we feeding the middle schoolers? And be, being honest, that's one of my goals is to start a summer camp or, or at least a two, three week aspect where 
we uh if you're a beginner we have these master teachers that can start you on how to uh, set your armature so where when you go to school to your respected high school uh, as a, a middle school student as a sixth grader you already know you you already are ahead of the curve uh to to prepare you for that middle school aspect and i'm, I'm in texas as well for for the uils for the you know solo and ensemble so forth and so on why why are we not feeding into the middle school because if my thing is this if you are middle school and you know how to play and you have great tone and you understand breathing and phrasing it ain't nothing for me to teach you how to march when you're a freshman but i feel like it's the black culture again we want instant gratification and we want to be entertained so much to where not being ugly other cultures they see the same thing they want to be entertained when it's a lot of education that goes into this and we need to focus on that side too. And I'll leave it at that. The only way a a middle school camp Quan will be beneficial to the standard that I think you're talking about is if the students are being taught in a way that it's going to lead to those developmental things that you're talking about. You can get 150, 200 middle school kids in a room and if you just in there teaching them to blow their brains out without any detail to the actual standards of what it means to play your horn correctly, then you can do way more harm than you can do good. You know, like Julian brought this up on the show probably about three or four months ago. He was like when he got that job and they that drum line. You remember that, Julian? You like that after school drum line fighting to try to start a program because everybody was so enamored by playing all these marching band beats and stuff after school, you got horn players outside playing marching band groups. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of inside doing those techniques and stuff that you're talking about. So I think at the end of the day, me personally, I think a middle school camp would be awesome, but I think it has to be done in a way that leads to development rather than trying to mimic these big schools who have adults in them who have, develop you know amateurs over five six seven eight years as opposed to six months you know what i'm saying so i think i think that's a really important part of it. some somebody in the comment brought up you know the atlanta uh drum camp like that's a prime example bro those kids are reading those kids and i think one of the young ladies she was highlighted she uh received the full uh, uh, i know she received a scholarship to hampton, hampton right yeah yeah, yeah bro. it's like but why- that's run that's run by bernard bernard is md MD yeah. standard was you gonna read this music. Mr. Bethea yeah. won't in there yeah. telling people what to play. That man was passing that sheet music out and say, All right, let's go. How many band programs do we know of, y'all, that don't do that? All right, we playing uh Michael Jackson. Y'all play this. Boom. That's in in a lot of places, that's the standard, right? Like treating the percussionists as if they're not musicians. So, like, that once again, Quan goes back to what I was saying, man. You have to have the right people in front of these kids in order for it to be beneficial. You know, teaching by rote definitely has its place. Don't get me wrong. But it shouldn't be the basis of your music education. All right. All right. Uh, let's keep it going, though, because we way off topic. But it's good, man, because I, I, I want y'all to rock. I want y'all to go ahead and, and, and get it in. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, let's bring it back to the topic. Let's let's get Maya into this. I want to hear uh, Maya's sweet angelic voice as she's doing her work and doing. Hey, boo boo kitty. <laughs> hey, that shit. There we go. Still ain't working. 
What's good, Mom? Here we go. I got it now. Can y'all hear me now? Yes, yeah, we, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, child, barely. Ooh, child, barely. Oh, oh, Lord. Listen, I don't see how I have three computers and none of them <laughs> allow me to log in properly. So I had to result to my phone. Okay. You good? Barely. Okay. Oh, because you got to use Google Chrome, Maya. That's why if you use Safari, it's not going to work. Well, let me. I, well, I use Google. Well, okay. You're going to work with the nails too, right? I'm, I'm impressed. Right. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Damn. All right. But so, yes, y'all are definitely way, way, way off topic. Well, well, well. Bring us, bring us back, bring us back. You, you go ahead and 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 get into the topic. Then why do we cancel each other because we don't agree? I mean, okay. So naturally, we the blacks we're loud. We're ignorant, but we're also very um, prideful, right? And so in these types of environments, I really think the loudest person in the room is the one where where people gravitate towards. If we're talking about being in some type of environment, the first person to get up and leave, everybody's like, well, what are they doing? Why are they getting up and leaving? Or if somebody, if we out smoking and drinking, or not to say that I indulge, but if, if you have a mass of people who smoking and drinking, the people who don't, What's wrong with them? Whatever the case may be. So nobody wants to be the outsider. And as the blacks, culturalists, whatever, for whatever reason, we're also dick riders. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I mean, just simply put, we go with whatever is being gravitated towards. We go to whatever is being hyped the most. We go to whatever is being um, given the most applause or, or house or what have you. So if you don't fall in line with that, you don't want us to look like, well, what's wrong with you? And that's why we don't agree. It should not be that way. We should be able to agree to disagree. We should all be able to have our um, our says and just be like, okay, leave it at that. I, I appreciate your value that you added. I appreciate your value that added. But I mean, and naturally as the culture, if you're not in line with what the masses are saying, then you're just going to get kicked out. I mean, we can talk about that when it comes to bands, when it comes to life in general, but just our pride just won't let us. Why do we cancel each other? Because we don't agree. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm answering the question. Because but Maya, the reason why we got, Maya said she's going to stay on topic. Right. But the reason we got off topic, Maya, was because of the canceling part, right? Because Eddie was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that shit. And I'm with him on that. I don't subscribe to cancel culture. People do effed up stuff. That's what life is, right? But to say a person doesn't deserve an opportunity to make a living or be a part of our culture anymore because we disagree with them that's why we went to that conversation Maya, because there were people i read the comments too eddie there were people in there bro who would say that's why i don't watch this mess they don't even know what we <laughs> talk about on this show but they but instantly wrote up right, right off a group of black people trying to improve the experience of black uh black people in band because of a 15 second clip like that's where we are cancel culture i don't agree don't want to hear it it could be yeah. we giving away a million dollars tonight. But you know what <laughs> you we know? do, man? You know what we do? We may see a uh, hundred comments. You know what we hold on to though? The one you're gonna hold on to the one that that, that was the most hurtful, man. It's like right. it was a lot of people that was defend, that, that was defending you also, man. So right. I think I think I gotta even work on that because I mean I, I may be having a good day. I hear that one bad comment. That's, I'm about to say F word. Can y'all cuss on y'all? I don't know if y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, just messing me all up. So, you know, it, it, man, that GOD, that's who can cancel you, bro. Can, can nobody yeah. else cancel you, bro? So, um, yeah, because it was like, people, boy, I became a third, a fourth trumpet player. We don't even have four trumpet parts at Norfolk State. I became a fourth trumpet player. Mm -hmm. I became this and that. 
somebody whose lane went and tried to find my salary from Prairie View. Like it was, I'm sitting there like, damn boy, I must have really struck a nerve. But I think the good thing about it is, you know, I'm unapologetically me, bro. I'm not, like I said on this show, I'm not going to hate on my people. You will not hear me say no more that somebody sucks because at the end of the day, those are kids out there. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to be doing stuff that's moving us forward. Not me, not Julian, not Quan, not Maya, not Eddie. Us. We are in this together. The same way that you are here supporting us, bro. I have I've been supporting your material for years, bro. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? That what you that interview you did with Kendrick, um, Dr. Taylor. I thought that man, me and Julian talked about it that night. I thought that any I thought that interview was amazing. You know what I'm saying? But and I've never yeah, met yeah, I had never met you. The right. interview you brought together yeah. with um with um uh Mr. Adams yeah. Yeah. and uh was it um uh, and uh, uh, uh what's the name from fam you fam yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, having a brain fart myself man god yeah, yeah my, both all, all uh, it's yeah, late uh, Lindsay man. Lindsay yeah. sorry yeah yeah there we go yeah. sorry Sorry about that, uh, Prof. If you're watching, <laughs> right. we all we all but, apologize. We sorry, man. But like that, but like that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, Maya. And I'll, I'll get out of the way because I know you had something else. But it's like I've never met you. I met I've never met Doctor Taylor. You know, I but I appreciate the fact that we have platforms where brothers can come together and have legitimate conversations about what's in the best interest of our people. You ain't gotta like me. Most of you people that don't don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm going to always do what I think is in the best interest of black people. That's what this platform is about, bro. So I look forward to coming on your show, man, and, and contributing or just supporting you from afar. You know nah, what I'm saying? Nah, We're going to have you on. You know, I appreciate y'all inviting me on, man. This is, uh, I know this is, I'm, I'm with y'all for the duration, man. My daughter's sleep now. You know, I had to go with her. <laughs> you know, so. right, yeah, so I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate, appreciate y'all having me on, man. Go ahead. Hey, man. I, I did. I, I was hoping that you could, uh, during Black History Month, he was gonna give us the little Kofi hat. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I said, he gonna he gonna look at our show and give it to us. Though I, I was hoping. Yeah. Who me? Yeah, because you was doing the band directors with the little. Uh, that African wasn't me. Music. That wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't me. I know. I know. What you're talking about that. I, I wasn't doing that though. Terrible. Oh. Quan. Terrible. You gotta do your research right. before. That you was. Hey, Quan. That was. Hey, hey Quan. That was the other light skinned cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We all you know we all look the same, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, my y'all do. Speak for yourself. Mm. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, she ain't got Christina on tonight. Distinct. I hear you, my Okay. Right. You ain't got Chris, right. You ain't got Christina on tonight. You got the that natural daddy yeah, out. So yeah, yeah. Where's Wavy at the top? <laughs> there we go. That thing slick. But okay, like you were saying, you uh, Brownie, you was like, okay, I you, we, us, it's a distinct type of individual in which we found ourselves or found our own community. So, of course, it's not common for us. So, of course, we can say, yeah, we're able to do that, but that's not common among the masses. But And so that's why platforms such as this are so invaluable because we have to make that the new norm. The norm is to say, well, you don't agree, bye. Or you talking that nonsense, bye. We have to make the new norm. You don't agree, okay, well, why don't you disagree? Or why don't you agree? Okay, well, what, 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 based off of what? You got some something tangible or just your, your opinion or perspective? We have to make that the new norm. So it's essentially that. That's why we, we decide to cancel each other because it's not the norm. The norm is dick riding. And if you ain't 
Never mind. I was gonna take that a little bit too far. Yeah, oh. There is a limit to, to what we can say. Okay. If you I go have... back, all right, we can go back. Look, look, let's 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 bring it to hip hop right quick. All right, 50 Cent came in the game. I want to say it was like what 2000 and, uh, two thousand and two? Two thousand. Yeah. Early. All right, whatever it was. So we got fifty cent fifty cent coming in the game. Ja Rule and Murder Inc. at the top of their game. You know what I'm saying? They they killing the shit. You know what I'm saying? Um Ja Rule and Murder Inc. didn't last past maybe a year or so after 50 came at him, right? Cancel culture, cancel them. All right. Fast forward a couple years later to I think uh Rick Ross hit the scene. Maybe let's say 05. I don't know. Whenever he hit the scene, the man was blasted as being a CO or something like that, being a yeah. cop rapping about yeah. being a drug pen, a kingpin or whatever. Right. What did Rick Ross do with that, man? Embraced it. <laughs> so you know, it's like he released you, the. Didn't he release a picture of him in the of suit? Himself, or like that? bro. Yeah. You can't, you can't be canceled unless you unless you internalize that that energy, bro. Like you can't be. Ja Rule, he 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 admitted defeat by not continuing to make music. And by not just just persevering, man. Like people always gonna have shit to talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. I choose not to pay it no mind. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can cancel you, bro. That's that's just all I'm trying to say. It's on you. It's on you to be canceled. Yeah, I can't argue with that, man. And that's definitely a great way to go ahead and and, and end that topic, man. <laughs> all right, I know we talking. <laughs> no, you. I mean, hey, you know, like I said, I'm I'm always let people rock, man. But uh, let's keep it going. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like, Daddy. Man, I see some likes that went, already went up. Keep, going, keep those likes going up. Go ahead and click that button. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications. If you're watching us on Facebook, great. Keep watching us on Facebook. Just go over to the YouTube and subscribe to the channel and turn the notifications on. Also, you can find us on all your podcasts and networks at Real Talk That Talk. All right, let's uh, bring it back just a little bit to the bands. I know this, is, this, this, might, this might be a little bit easy. We might, we might can answer this one and get out the way. Maybe not. All right, so here we go. Why don't lesser-known HBCU band programs get the same treatment as the favorites? <laughs> favorites to who? Like that's that's you know. But exactly, exactly. Like the favorites, you know, you know the ones that everybody will probably mostly talk about. The Southerns, the Jacksons. Now, honestly, the Alcorns. I mean, let's keep it real. Um, so. Why don't the lesser known HBCU pro, uh, band programs get the same treatment as the favorites? Uh, Eddie, go ahead and start it, bro. That's a multi. That's a multi. Multi angles you can come with that on, man. Um, why don't they get the same? Let me. How'd you write it? Why don't lesser known HBCU band programs get the same? All right. Um, from a media team perspective. Viewership is king. You know, you're trying to get as much views as you can on your video. So I'm not out there filming like a lot of the time. You know, I probably would if I was, you know, in in the in that geographical location. But filming band A and band B. If band A is known to bring views, you're gonna film that band. If you film band B and you and it's a dud, are you gonna go back and film that band? That's just from a media team standpoint. Now, as far as from a viewership, from a fan and a band head standpoint, out of sight, out of mind. So then you don't have any footage because the, some media teams aren't recording it. How are you going to be a fan of that product? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of goes hand in hand. Unless the fans are out there filming it themselves, which they're not, they're relying on you know saying that the the dope media teams that's recording it. So it's, it's it falls on us, man. We have to. I record the CIAA Battle of Bands last week, and 
man, I, I got so many emails and messages from the band directors just thanking me for the, like you said, man, like we didn't have anything like this out there. You know, I think, I think I captured some good footage, man. If y'all want to check it out or whatever on my channel, but yeah, I saw it, I saw it already. Like Virginia state's known to be one of the better bands in the CIAA, but some of the schools like Livingstone and um, Shaw ECSU stuff like, you know, bands like that, man, they don't get a whole lot of buzz, man. And, um, out of sight, out of mind, you know, we, we, we just have to film them more, you know, and it's, it's just, it boils down to us making that effort. But at the end of the day, man, travel is not cheap. Hotel rooms aren't cheap. There's camera equipment all in this room right now. You, It's ROI, man. So if we out there filming, we want to make sure that we're, it's, 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 it's all, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, we can't film you and you're not getting any viewership out of it. So I don't know. We probably yeah, I think I seen Smash in the comments. You might want to bring Smash on. This is a good topic for him to jump Man, on. He he comes on every week. He okay. Comes, he comes on every week. He is he is part of the family. Because I will say, man, Justin, he's very man, he 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 will he will film. He's a band head. You know what I'm saying? He might have been a football player, but he loves band. I can tell he films band in general, man. But I just know um if we're not getting the views, bro, it's 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 hard to justify traveling to bumfuck weather in, in what state, you know what I'm saying, and not getting any viewership out of it, man. So Hey, I, I get it. I I understand. I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Maya, uh -uh. I heard you giggling sniggle. So let's go ahead. Why don't let us know HBCU band programs get the same treatment as the favorites? I mean, because like they're not loud enough. They're not ignorant enough. They're not flamboyant enough. They're not entertaining enough. This is just my, it's not my personal opinion, but this is my mass understanding that's why. Well, what we say? What about the ocean? It ain't deep enough, huh? Let's take the latter part of that. It ain't deep enough. If the numbers ain't talking about nothing, I mean, of course, that means something totally different. But for the blatant look of the thing, if the numbers aren't talking about nothing, nobody wants to look and see. We connect size with sound. Now, although we know that that has been debunked, we connect size and with sound, right? So you see... 200, 300, 400 piece band. Oh, they talking about something. Oh, they about to blow that hoe. Oh, they about to do this, that, and the third. So, of course, people are going to gravitate towards that. And also, just going off the last conversation, the same in-house names have been nominated year after year after year after year after year. So, of course, that's where the whole riding comes about. We ain't got time to talk about nobody else because we spend all of our time looking at these these folks. Nobody cares about anything else because they have been established as the norm, the kings, the top, the whatever. We don't need nothing else because we have our we were, we're fulfilled with Southern, with uh, Jackson, with Alcorn or whatever. And slowly but surely, we're adding to that number. But when well, listen, being his, I like Cowboys fans, right? <laughs> Whether you did good, bad, ugly, whatever, they're going to ride, they're going to ride, they're going to ride to the death of it. We got Cowboy fans on here? I am. I'm from Dallas. Nope. Damn, I was, liking well, you for, I was liking you for a second, Maya. Nope. Oh, you from, da you from Dallas, though. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a fan okay. by association. I really don't care either way. But so how you yeah. feel when we <laughs> laid that L on y'all in the playoffs? 49ers. Let's go. Go ahead. I know nothing to that. But essentially that. If you're not flamboyant, if you're not, and I've used this analogy time and time again, we think about drumline, right? If you're not, uh, if you're not doing what Morris Brown doing, dun, 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 you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to get up, everybody wants to be entertained, everybody wants to feel lively, what have you. Ain't nobody got time to be looking at 
uh, St. Augustine or whomever the case may be, where it's like, okay, sure, yeah, that's cute and all, whatever, but where is the ignorant shit at? That's what we want. Is that I'm just being honest. Again, yeah. this is not how I truly feel, but in the masses, this is my answer. That's why lesson, That's why can't nobody else get a chance, because as blacks, we the blacks, we already have who we like, and we don't need nothing else. We like our of, we like our fish fried a certain way, we don't need nothing else. Don't, don't bring me no baked catfish when I got fried catfish sitting right there. I don't need nothing. But else. that green and gold band went down to Houston, and they—they they are definitely not a cookie cutter, stereotypical HBCU uh, show style, typical band. And they—they they was they got dubbed as want to say the best band down there. So I don't know. But but I, I don't disagree with that. But what I will say is, they still Norfolk still won't get the same type of energy that the swag schools get i will i'll actually put it on the swag schools because they're the swag schools in general still will get more more energy than norfolk and norfolk has been known to make those surprise guests and slap people in the face like think about the honda when we first went down there the first year my last year of marching the first year we went down there boom when, when they did uh the queen city boom that's another one like and then when they came to houston like they they always do that but then it's not like people are like, oh, my God, I got to get more Norfolk in my life. It's like, all right, man, that, that was you pretty know, dope. You know why, though, man. It's like it's like when you drop a hit record, for example, you always got to have a second and third hit to follow that, man. So it's like that's the problem. Norfolk's just the geographical location. If y'all was in the center of the, center of the country, bro, like in shit, uh, Tennessee or something, bro, it would be a whole different story. Because y'all would be able to answer those, follow up with those performances with more back-to-back -back performances, man. So it's like out of sight, out of mind, bro. It's like that shit happened early in the season. It was like, what else could we look forward to other than that from Norfolk, you know? So I can't disagree with that. Um, we got to get y'all, we got to move y'all school or something. <laughs> I, hey, I don't disagree with that either because I've been like, man, I, I we wanted, just, just thinking back to those years, we wanted to play the big-name schools, and we had the band for it during those times, dog, so I definitely agree with that. But but something else that I did think about that a couple of people are saying in the chat, our media presence is just not good. Our media presence isn't good. And, you know, they've changed a lot since I was on the media team. You know, they actually got, you know, different cameras and stuff like that. But the biggest thing that I, I see with the media presence is just the fact that they let out the same songs. Like anytime they drop something, it's either the same song or the same drill. And, and and it's just not it's just not new. There's no newness to it. It's just repetitive stuff that's being let out every time. So I think I think that goes back to what you said. Media presence definitely makes a difference. They working though, man. Kevin and the team, they they working. It's definitely improving, man. It's just oh, yeah. yeah, they getting it together. Kev is definitely trying trying his best, man. Um, you know, so kudos to him and, and big shouts out to him, man, because like like I said, when I was on it, we were doing as, as much as we could to try to get get it out there, but that was still during the time of VHS tapes and and DVDs. So yeah, you know it is what it is. And dang, that makes me feel old. But whatever. VHS, it's all good. We yeah, like, I, was, I had one too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, Quan, why don't lesser known bands, uh, band programs get the same treatment as the favorites? Uh, at the end of the day, um. I don't think people really are looking for them. And that's that's just the unfortunate thing. Uh, like I say, because of my experiences, I root for the underdog. 
Like that's just me. I feel like even my my life is a testimony of being an underdog. That's why one of my favorite bands. And if a person says, "Well, what's your top three bands?" I would put Florida Memorial in one of those bands. A person would be like, well, "Who's Florida Memorial? Go look them up. Great sound. The their marching style is on point. I mean, they're in my opinion, if they have the numbers, they will be a great band. And from the things that I've seen from their directors, real talk." Um, they doing they teaching teaching down there at Florida Memorial. Um, so I, I appreciate them. I um I remember the days when you know Miles was big and then they kind of like fell off and then they got big again. I mean, I just appreciate the the underdog mentality. So so you look for those bands. I really wish that um that Savannah State honestly would uh could you know grow uh with some members. Morgan State. When I first saw Morgan State, uh, they did their, I, I guess it was like a um, like a stage show when they play like torture and they did like a drill on stage. But great sounding band. Um, I think, but I think again, like like Maya said, because they don't have the numbers and they're not blowing, mm-hmm. then what? I think when Bonds was at um, Delaware yeah. State and they were growing, yeah. that was another program like at that time. I just, I just always, I try to support everybody. For those that really know me, I try to support everybody, and I just root for the underdogs. I mean, because you're going to have your typical, um, quote unquote, like, uh, was it like D one bands? You're going to have your Southern. You're going to have your uh, Jackson State. You're going to have those. And the messed up part about that is, even though I feel like Prairie View is a big dog in the fight, they always push PV to the side. So I mean, yeah, about it. Y'all about to kill me on this because everybody on this panel is educators, right? Yeah. So not mine, not mine. Okay, okay. So I think you mentioned the word they had a good sound, they sounded good. Being a small band, it's it's not good enough just sounding good. You know, and I think that mm-hmm. you don't you don't have the luxury of just saying, I sound good, I should be, I should be reputable, I should be out there. You, I think Talladega, they 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 set the example of you got this new program. They weren't dubbed as sounding good for a while. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people still say, say they don't sound good. I think they sound great now, but that wasn't their calling card. They weren't known as being this great sounding band back in 2013 whenever they started, but they knew how to make moments. They knew how to make their self present in the moments. Like, you can't just say, all right, I'm a small band. I sound good. Look at me. It's You got you to create moments, man. And I think by them being at Bacchus, the Bacchus Parade in 2014, 2015, yeah. whatever year that was. I was there, put, yeah. Bonds is a mastermind in putting himself in positions to be seen, to be felt, just to make moments and memories, man. He at Dale State, he took the band to um, Howard and ran a clinic, man. I mean, they ain't sound, they sound decent, but it was just, it's something about, you have to have that it factor. The it factor is what you need as a small band, in my opinion, to be remembered. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you have Southern in the back of your mind, Jackson State, it's hard to fit these other small programs into that equation unless you're making these memories and these moments that's going to make you stand out. That's just my take on it. No, no. And so so with, with that being said, I, I do agree, I think. But in regards to the question, in regards to the treatment. If you go look at like some of like I say from this past year, some of Florida Memorial's like tapes like they'll be like the only difference, in my opinion, between Florida Memorial and uh, I don't know a school to compare it to, but uh, another larger school. The only difference you would see is. They don't have the numbers as that particular school. But when it comes to marching style, like I say, timbre, when it comes to field show and innovation and themes of shows, different things like that, 
they they already there. So they meet those marks, but like, what is it about them that makes like like what leaves that lasting memory in your mind? Like, is it something that you walk away and say, "Damn, I just can't forget this part of what"? Like, what is it about FMU that makes you feel like that? So, so for me, uh, I started seeing that particular school uh, during like COVID, and I just saw them marching. And then, like I say, wasn't a lot of numbers. Great tone. Like when it came to volume, dynamics, all of that, they had it. When it came to marching style, the way they look, their presence of marching in, I was like, this is going to be a great band. The only difference was they weren't 100. Outside of that, auxiliary, staging, all of that was on point. And, and that's, why, that's why I say so for the question, why don't, why, do, why don't lesser unknown band programs don't get the same treatment? I do agree in regards to media. I do agree with you from the perspective of, how Miguel Bonds, uh, Dr. Bonds basically positioned himself. But if we're going to keep it 100, everybody liked that they were the little dog that was like gnawing at the quote-unquote big dog in the neighborhood. And I think that's what started, you know, elevating them. But if we're just going to keep it 100, that band program was encapsulated with different people from different bands. So they had, like, it's kind of like it was a different approach for him. Like, if you march for TSU, but then you march for Talladega. Some of your people is going to watch that. And I think that's how it started snowballing in a positive manner for his program to now. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah, I agree with that. So, ultimately, it kind of goes back to what Maya said, in a, in a sense. If you ain't blowing that hole <laughs> in, the right, in, the right, in the right spaces, then you it don't matter. Um because I, I don't I don't disagree with you, Quan. I think I think Florida Memorial is doing a good job. I think they're actually doing a great job for a small group. Um, I mean, it's it's very famish, but definitely I would say that they're doing the more Florida style of band. Let's just put it that way. Um, but they're doing a great job. But like like Maya said, we the blacks like we like it loud. We like it ignorant, you know, and we want to be entertained. And, you know, if you're not blowing that hole, then. She might have a point there. She might have a point. I don't know. With a nail in the way. All I see is under her nail. All right. Uh, Rick, why, why don't lesser known HBCU band programs get the same treatment as the favorites? At least the underneath of her nail is clean. So we in good shape. You read my mind. That's a good <laughs> She had that dirt under there. Like, yeah, it would have been tight. What y'all say? I said you are doing a good job with that with clean keeping them there. Right, you know, I, my grandmother told clean. me to always look at a girl's uh, bathroom, shower, look at her kitchen, and look at her nails, man. So, you, you can't, what's wrong with my nails? They look good. They That's look good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, um, I think y'all being nice tonight, but let me be the ass. I always got to be the ass on the show, so I'll go ahead and do that. We know. Are we gonna sit up here at like majority of these small bands aren't good? Come on, y'all. Like, the reason why people ain't giving them the same credit is because a lot of them have a lot of growing to do musically. It just doesn't sound good. Julian, you on this show have played clips of some of these smaller bands that we're talking about Florida Memorial, Kentucky State, North Carolina Central. Those bands are outliers. Did y'all hear that dog on CIAA Battle of the Bands? I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm gonna go look Come on, y'all. Hey, uh, Come on, okay. Mike. You got to elaborate on that. Which, which band stood out to you at, or did not stand out to you? 
Um, the uh, the band that stood out to me from CLW. What school was that? Virginia the State. school that's like, all right, now we about to open up. What school was that? Uh, Shaw. 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 Yeah. Shaw was the best band there. Small band. How the wow. rest of it sound? That's why I love band heads because we gonna have our own opinions, right? Right, man. I mean, I, I just think that we gotta stop being stop telling. And the thing about it is, they can't recruit. You can't go into a band room with a five-star recruit for band. So a kid that's all district, all state, or whatever, say I'm from such and such school, which is a small school, doesn't have that band tradition. And then Dr. Taylor from Southern come in and you like, I'm sorry. I, y'all were nice. Y'all offered me all this money. I'm going with the Kings. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, we got to be honest, y'all. That the ain't no flash- different than that story that you told me when you were in there recruiting. Hey, we don't need you. We don't want you. But if you come, we appreciate it. Oh, no, man. Oh, <laughs> Bro, no. a, a band director literally said that I was in the room with it was three of us in there. I ain't going to put who it was out there. Mm-hmm. But he was a band director, and he went in there and said, look, we don't need you, We but we'd love to have you. Yeah, I agree like, with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I know, like yeah. back when I uh, I left I left school and went to the military, and uh, I went to the recruiting station. And this was the time when I yeah, look, I'm going to the military. I made them, I made my mind up. I went to the Air Force first because I was told, man, they got all the money, they got all the technology, which they do. You know, Air Force got the money, so I go in there, and um, I wasn't impressed, man. Like they they were the ones to to go with if I wanted to advance my career faster, if I wanted to get the most certifications and degrees and stuff. But I walked past the Marines room, and you know, Marines. We ain't got no money, man. But he was out there. He's like, look, same thing like you said, man. We don't promise you a rose garden, what he said. But you know what I'm saying? But we're going to challenge you the opportunity to become a Marine. I was sold, bro. I'm like, damn. You know, it's just like, so I'm thinking like a small band come, they, they may not be able to match the, uh, uh, you know, some of the names you dropped or whatever as far as recruitment, um, gusto or whatever. But it's all about positioning, man. You know, you got to be, be a salesman. But the other part of that, Eddie, is we all know the eliteness of the Marines. Everybody can't be a Marine. So for me, that example is talking about a Florida Memorial or a Kentucky State. Those are the creme de la creme, in my opinion, of the smaller bands, right? So you're talking about going to the Southern of smaller bands or the FAM or whatever of smaller bands. And matter of fact, I even heard that Florida Memorial, didn't they do a battle with FAMU or something like that? Or... Yeah, so it's like those are the creme de la creme. We ain't talking about the bands I'm talking about are not those bands. You know, I'm I'm not gonna I don't want to say any names because you know, but we all know we not we ain't done. We all know what sounds good and what doesn't, and we also need to be have able to have a space to critique in that way. We don't have to say the kids suck; they kids. You know what I'm saying? There are students that are there to get an education. They're not there, hopefully, to be professional marching band students. But at the end of the day, if you don't have somebody in front of you teaching you something or as a band director, if you can't get any talent in the room whatsoever because everybody else goes to the other schools, then there's a problem. Back in the day, A&T, we all said it, the big, the small band with the big sound. There was some teaching going on there. You can't have a band of 120 people, which they had, playing with that sound without somebody telling you how to do something. You know what I'm saying? Quan Butter Morgan, you know. Mr. Miles was there, what, 49 years? 49 years, you know, that man's put making that band better. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about bands like that, those schools had visionaries in front of the band. 
people that had drive and were good at what they do. You know, the fact of the matter is, bro, I hate to say it this way. I'm not trying to call nobody out, but a lot of these schools, not all, are the dumping ground for the people that aren't great at what we do. Sorry. You know, know. Like, some of these small schools got scholarship money, though, man. I mean, they may not have the best bands, uh, but I hear what you're saying. That, that could be a point that you're making. I, I agree with that, too, what you just said. Like, what, what's in the best interest of our students? Like, think about it from a parent's perspective. Because Maya, you know, Maya keeps saying it. We like gusto. We like flash and flare. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I want my kid to get the ultimate experience for their education, not for their marching band experience in high school, in college their education. What school is going to give them, in my opinion, as a parent, A, which school gave them the most money, but B, is going to give them an education that will allow them to compete when they leave school. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the things I always preach on the show, bro, is like, that's why I want kids to be able to do something other than just blowing that hole, because that opens them up to a whole set of jobs that otherwise they wouldn't have been exposed to. If I go only go to a show-style school, and that's the only thing I know, then that only that shuts off sixty percent of the band jobs that's out there. But if I have experience over here, if I have experience over there, if I have marched drum corps for a year or two, if I taught drum corps, if I if I did uh, the military bands like you were talking about, bro, or you know, there all these things that make me more marketable in the community, then there is another opportunity for Black people to flourish. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think it's two part. I think it's that that we, there are just a lot of bad bands. But I think the other side of it is I think it's a lot of secret small band lovers out here. I just don't I'm one think now. It's, I'm becoming right. one. I'm becoming one, bro. I am. I think that uh, you know, just after my after filming them CIAA bands at the tournament, bro, I actually reached out to the four tuba tuba players from uh, Virginia Union. I got their Instagrams. I'm about to work yeah. with them actually. I'm about to shoot a separate video just with them. I think that may be the approach that we need to take as far as uh media teams on the East Coast, man. If it's, if it's certain teams within the band that's stronger than others work with them man but it's about yeah. building a brand for that for that for that band program whether it just be for the sousaphones or we just do percussion uh features or whatever just that's enough to get those conversations started though so that's the way i'm approaching it because i'm going I'm to work with each of the ciwa bands individually and do something with them but but i know and i know fascia personally i know yeah. fascia's yeah. musicality yeah. fascia said was first chair flute in the win ensemble with us fascia's the the real deal yeah. If Fascia can get the bodies in the door, mm-hmm. I think Fascia would be making you know a lot of noise, man. But that's the thing. You got to be able to attract the talent to your school. If you every year having to start over from scratch or, you know, try to teach a kid just how to create a decent sound, yeah. it's kind of hard to keep up with these monsters out here with 300, 350 people in the band blowing the walls down. You know, yeah. so I think, yeah, the I think Southern Southern March '96 uh, members and and what year was that? Somebody, some one of the jukes in the comments, man. They marched '96. Wasn't it the '88 Mafia? I yeah, think '90 '90 something '96 Mafia, whatever, man. So yeah, you can you can go it's back. The '88, yeah, because Dr. Zachary was in that band. Yeah, man. Um, so I mean, it goes to show, man. You can you can be minimized to that many members and still come back, man. It's just a matter of the mentality you have you put into your program. Yeah. So I and mean, the support and the support, obviously. Is it? And I think it's taboo to say you like a small man now because people attack you, man. You they trash, dog. Or oh, the forty-eight mafia. My fault. Forty. Oh, forty-eight. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, I, forty-eight I, posse. He I said forty-eight. Posse. I agree with you, Eddie. On on like 
getting those small groups and really, really trying to hone in on those small groups and those different organizations. And 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 Maya can probably attest to this because that's kind of what we see on the dancer side. Like we're starting to see a lot more dance groups because of the fact that people are going to those smaller schools and just recording the girls and and putting them out there and branding them. And so not only does that bring attention to those dance lines, but it starts bringing a little bit more attention to those band programs as well. So I think that that is definitely a, a, a good idea. And I know, you know, with you saying that and then I know Justin has said he's made it a point to get to those smaller bands or those lesser known bands, too. So I think that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. And it's a group called the Passionettes, man, the dancers for the Albany States band. They, you know, I go ahead and say it. They are keeping that brand afloat right now. That's a that's an awesome dance line. And Albany State has seen better years. But. Right now, the Passionettes, man, they, they are definitely talked about just as much as a lot of these other dance lines. My, you heard of them? Because I've never heard of them before. The Passionettes? Yeah. We asked her a question, and all of a sudden, she just put her hand in the... Oh, yeah. so she left. Ben. Yeah. I hate this damn phone. Um, but yeah, Ben... Oh, wait. Am I, hold on. Am I on? You on? <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear Is you. Is it just me? We can hear you, girl. And Smith, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to her. If but can we also acknowledge that this big band thing is a new phenomenon in in HBCU band world? Because remember, the only big band back in the day was FAMU. That's it, right? It's, the it's biggest we, <laughs> the biggest we ever got when I was in Norfolk State band was two hundred. And shout out to my dizzy brother Aunt Phillips in the comment. Back in the day, he said no, Mr. Right. Fields was only was. Uh, oh, that ain't Aunt. No, I'm saying tight because we were bigger oh. than that by the time I got there. But no, I'm saying like we the biggest we ever got was like two something. But back in the day, he said Mr. Fears was only um, charting 96 people. Like that's a new phenomenon to band world. So I think that's the other part of it, right? Is people are getting used to seeing these 300 piece bands. They are, man. And it's exciting, man. Like, I'm sorry. When you get that 300 blowing, you know, blowing yeah. at full volume. And you standing like that, Julian. We got to tell them the Holy Grail story. Um, Eddie, we were at, we went to Boombox Classic in thirteen. Me and Julian. It was uh, Jackson State's home, um, homecoming. No, Southern. Sorry, Southern's homecoming. And we were there, bro. And we had a ball. So we go into the game, and we're sitting beside Jackson because Dr. Sample was the band director at Jackson. So you know, we rooting for Jackson, man. Southern cranked up that Holy Grail with yeah. them three hundred people. And they face Jackson, bro. That is the biggest sound I've ever heard from across the field. Me and Julian was like, oh, God. Like, that shit was crazy. And we were sitting there like, bro, they are bringing that shit. You know? So, yeah, man, it's exciting. You want to hear that, man. You want to get that feeling like, oh, my God, this is this is incredible. So, oh Justin, I just gave you a Justin. I know you, in the, you hear me. Justin, I just gave another comment. <laughs> That's my song, Holy Grail. <laughs> Holy Grail was it. Uh, Maya, you know the Passionettes? Well, that was the question before you submitted. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Ben, I was watching the Passionettes before I even went to PV. Passionettes been on. Passionettes have been keeping um, so much so. I forget the damn band name. Oh, Albany. Those Passionettes. Albany State, yeah. Yes, that's what it is, Mercedes. Uh -huh. Yes. Passionate's been on. Golden Stars been on. Golden Stars are what's Miles? Miles, Miles. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Two very underrated 
teams that are starting to now rebuild a nothing well. I go back and forth with sophisticated ladies from Tennessee State. Right now, they're they're on the up and up, but they it got, took a lot for them rebranding. But from what yeah. we were talking about, Passionate and Golden Stars, they've been that girl. Mm -hmm. They dropping that war. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. All right, let's go ahead and keep it moving, man. If you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like, daddy. We want to make those likes match the number of views that we have. So if you haven't clicked that like button yet, go ahead and do it. Let's get these likes up. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network. If you're on the Facebook page, come over to the YouTube page, click the subscribe button, and turn on notifications. Also, you can find us at all your podcasts and networks at Real Talk That Talk. This is going to be the last topic, and then once we put this last topic in, I'm going to put the link in so you can uh, call in with us. Just make sure you refresh your browser so you can see the link. All right, last topic. How do we say... Uh, I'm. I'm going to say this, and, and if I need to elaborate, I will. How do we say protect the culture when most don't know what the culture really is? Mm. How do we say protect the culture when most don't know what the culture really is? Everybody look like they think it hard on that one, so I'm going I'm to let it marinate. For, okay, mm -hmm. Rick, then Rick, go ahead. You got it first then, bro. I don't think that the question really addresses. Well, I know what the question is, right? But I think the culture, that, I think that's the problem. I think that all of us thinks we're ex experts on the culture. I think the culture is what your experience in the culture is. Because we all have varying experience. We have varying uh, experience levels. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've been in HBCU band culture, like you said, doing for 22 years, bro. You know, I've been doing this. So it's not, it's my experience is going to be different than a high school kid that loves Southern. That's why I'm never going to judge those kids because they love what they love. All I ever say on the show is just be marketable. Have something, don't be one-sided. Have something that will make you marketable in this, in this thing and be good at what you do. So I think that that's the first mistake is we all assume that we're experts in band culture. Uh, protect the culture means do what's in the best interest of black people. Let's get black people in college. Let's get black people into careers where they can financially support these institutions that they say they love so they can actually make their bands better in a tangible way. You want your band to be better? You need to put your money where your mouth is. You know, I mean, that's just how it works. Y'all like, I, I, don't, I don't know. We keep telling people this, but it, it seems like it's foreign language. HBCU band culture doesn't need to be protected. Why? Because we all are still involved in it. We all give back. We all talk about band. You know, our bands are now on national TV, like I said before. There's so many beautiful things that happen in the HBCU band culture. Are there bad things? Yeah. I wish we were nicer to each other. I wish it was okay for band directors to be friends again or bands to be friends with one another or, you know, like Quan, uh, you bring this up all the time. Back in the day, Dr. Sanford, Dr. Grace, all them was cool. They would hit some that hit that hen dog, everybody in there drunk as hell, having a good old time. It wasn't, man, I hate you because you wear a different uniform. That's what's damaging band culture. You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to stop being full of ourselves, man. Ain't nobody bigger than the next person. I'm not bigger than anybody on this call. We ain't bigger than anybody out there. I, you know, I think that 
you know, we all bring different points of view and great things to the table. So, man, give you know, stop being full of yourself, man. Let's do what's in the best interest of our people, not what's in the best interest of me. So, yeah, even that question, man, is like, you know, protect the culture. We all need to protect it because we care about it and we love it. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Quan, how do we say protect the culture when most don't know what the culture is? Well, first we have to uh, we have to begin being amicable with one another. Like it's okay to ag- agree to disagree. Like most of my of my comment of what I'm about to say is going to fall on the same ground uh, with what Rick has basically expressed. Like it's so it's okay it's okay to say, man, hey, I march for fam, you marching 100, but I appreciate Southern for who they are for for them being them because we're promoting. HBCU culture. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, I have to say this. You don't hear the Blue Devils talking shit about the cadets. You don't hear people uh, in Compass talking about Genesis. Compass like, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, oh, man. All right, man. Anyway. Oh, kind of took the wind out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Sorry. Go ahead and finish, Quan. Go ahead and finish. God damn it. Anyway, uh, but you but you but you don't hear like you don't hear our counterparts in other cultures like shitting on each other. Like you don't hear this mariachi band talking crap about them. What they what they figure out is how can we all get ahead? And I hate to say it like this. I say I say it all the time. We still deal with post-traumatic slave syndrome because it's like we can't go to the same goal together. We always say, well, there's more than one way to skin the cat. But when you skin your cat that way, then you're wrong because you're not doing it the way I'm doing it. It's like it's like to agree to HBCU culture has to begin um, maturing. I'm going to use that word. We need to begin maturing. And I'm saying that because. I've been I've been in the DCI world, of course, not as long as Rick and not as long as Julian, but I'm blessed to participate in it as a tech and whatnot. Man, them kids, when when they go to other people's shows, they appreciate the show for his artistry and his pageantry. That's it. After they're trying to take pictures, they not it's it's not the same. It's not like, oh, I'm a crip because I went to PV and then he a blood and he went to TSU, but we can't get along. Like, nah, bro, it's musicians. And it's some point where it's like, say, bro, that was good. What is wrong with saying, say, bro, that was a good field show? And we have pages. Like you said it yourself, um, lady, like, we have pages that the specific goal is to tear down the other one. You don't see that in other, you don't see that, you don't see a DCI page where they like, F the, uh, the uh what's the uh, madison scouts you don't see that bro the groups that i'm in right like f mandarins or something right yeah, yeah like like they literally be in a group they be like man blue coast tilt was awesome you know this like and they have a sense of camaraderie and fraternalism because they march f- for dci why we can't operate like that i see a dude from alabama state and be like damn you march for uh, you know the marching hornets, man. I must for PV, bro, man. I mean, how was your experience, bro? Like, but that, but Quan, I don't mean to cut you off, bro. We do that for the HBCU experience. When I'm in the airport and I see somebody from another HBCU, I always go over and say something, right? 
Right. It's specific to band, bro. It's just right. That's band. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah for it's, that it's just band. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You know you're fine, but we 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 all know at HBCUs we we share a few things in common: financial aid, right? The cafeteria, I and, agree. and then like a dorm room fiasco. Hold system. on, hold on. No, Look, no, man. You you didn't gas now. <laughs> that cafeteria at Norfolk State. Complete garbage. Complete bro. garbage. Oh, no, wait, wait. Pause, bro. The, bro, bro, the cafeteria bro. at Morgan State no. is the no. best cafeteria in the history of listen, cafeterias. But no, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, bro. Me and you have this discussion all the time. One, I don't disagree with you about Morgan State's cap. But if you talk to Morgan people who came to Norfolk, they be like, man, I cast trash, I'll cast trash. It, it's the same way. It's like it's like you talking about like. Like you look at the girls in your yard, you gonna think, "Oh man, I've seen these same girls every day." But you go to Norfolk, y'all like, "Damn, y'all got all the girls." When it's really, y'all saying the same thing about Morgan girls. So it's like, you know, you get tired of the same old, same old. Yeah, exactly. We used to say that about Hampton girl, Hampton. Girl. Oh, and it's when Doctor Sample told us we was getting that Morgan calf after that rehearsal. Well, you would have thought we was going to Ruth's Christmas. <laughs> Let's go. Nah, the way y'all did our band, they shouldn't have gave y'all nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but the but the bottom line is like we share that sense of camaraderie, but we also tear each other down in the same breath. And I feel like if we could stop doing that and just say, "Hey, I appreciate this band for this for them doing them," I I, I think that's the the push in the right direction. And then lastly, support all HBCUs. I think you said, Eddie, when you first got on here, why the show, the march is not pushed the way it is. Like, this is a national syndicated, well, not syndicated at this point, but a national show that's being pushed, that it doesn't have a negative narrative. And what's what's kind of negative, they're resolving. So, like, but we're not pushing that, though. I mean. It's the brand. Um, I mean, like I said, man, PV is a great band, but had it been another band insert, favorite band here it would be a different story that's all i'm saying man um you know most definitely bro um but as far as the cultures man the culture i think that if you look if you look at it from the standpoint of showtime at the apollo perfect example okay that is probably the most difficult stage to perform on as a as a black act i mean if y'all are y'all everybody know what the showtime at apollo was man. Oh, yeah so, absolutely I was but you go that. there with the expectation of being booed most likely that's some that's some that's some negativity for your ass. Like go there expecting to get booed. You know what I'm saying? But I think with that kind of, with that, with that knowledge, you know, you got to come correct. And I think that you mentioned some of the other DCI bands or friendly, not friendlier bands, but bands outside of our culture. They don't have that same edge that we have, man. They sound great, but it's just, we just a different animal, man. Um, I do agree that we should know how to turn that off. But it's 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 hard. To, I mean, it's it's just the comp the competitive spirit is just there, and it's something I think it's ingrained in us. And you mentioned the word PTSD. It could go back that far. I agree with you. It could be a base based on of us just dealing with some stuff we got to deal with as a as a people, man. But um, yeah, yeah. But Eddie, how do you hate somebody you don't even know? That's the thing that bothers me, bro. Like these bands haven't interacted with each other. You know, I think it's a little easier now with social media because back, like, I took two L's in college. That was it. The first time we played Texas Southern in California in 2000, and that was just because, you know, it was different. They had a better book than we. We was playing the same stuff Norfolk play every year. And A&T, 
in um in uh 2000 and then we went back in 01 and put foots but um uh, in 2000 on, i'm just typing it in my youtube so i can go back and watch it later right. but like those groups man like in two I and mean, they even said 99 probably and let me know but at well, the end of the day TSU. yeah yeah i agree 99 tsu y'all got that l too yeah you well i wasn't in the band in 99 but yeah, I yeah but my thing is at no point did I hate anybody from AT or TSU. I said, you know what? That's motivation for us to get back in this damn band room and do what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fam, U90, I was at that game. That was a complete slaughter. So when we <laughs> when Norfolk went down to uh, fam in 03, I wasn't in the band no more. But Norfolk went down there with an agenda. They handed us all parts of our ass in 98. We got a job to do. And why, not one person in that band in 03 in the band in 98. But nobody there hated fam until Norfolk got in a fight, <laughs> you know, with fam. So I think at the end of the day, man, it starts with the leadership. I've said this on the show. Quan said it on the show. Imagine how effective it would be, it would be if all our favorite bands, Jackson, Southern, Norfolk State, FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, all those directors came together as one and said, we are in solidarity with one another and our expectation of musicianship is aligned. Which it would be crazy. so effective in the community because it would instantly affect these high schools if, you know, these all these bands play with characteristic sound or what their version of characteristic sound is, and they all agree. Then at that point, the high school is like, man, we can't do that because band A or B is not doing that anymore. I want to be like them. I want to go there. It would be so much more effective, man. Unity is important, y'all. But, yeah. I'll shut up. Go ahead, Boo Boo Kid. Yeah, my issue. Slick back. Slick back. With the wavies. Yes, sir. Y'all are silly. Um, well, I guess my take is a little bit different. To me, I think first and foremost, protecting the culture right now is having the willingness or the ability to reshape and redefine what that means in the sense of Right now we're saying protecting the culture and the idea of how it has been and being able to quote unquote keep that alive, which in essence, we love it. It makes sense, but I don't think that that is conducive to the current environment. This culture, what we're seeing right now is not that culture. That culture mean, meaning the eras that we grew up in, the eras that came before us and the eras in which we've shaped, grown to love and kind of imagine the culture to be. And I think that right now, the biggest thing of protecting the culture is also protecting its vulnerability. And I think that vulnerability lies as musicians, as artists, as people of the art, um, as dancers or, or however you want to break it down. Protecting the culture now means being able to transcend, being able to transition, to adapt um, and be willing to push forth and figure out what the new narrative is. Because, I mean, if we're wanting to keep the culture alive, we have to be able to adapt to what's going on. And I think that's part of the problem. That's part of the break. That's part of the inability to be able to agree and disagree is because half of us are saying, well, this is what y'all need to do back in my day, sir, uncle, old school. We're not back in your day. This is a brand new day. These kids are a thousand percent different than we were, y'all were, and the people before us were. So 
right now, protecting the culture is redefining what the culture and what that statement means and what it looks like. And that has to be the focus until, like I say all the time, until that new norm is shaped. We don't know what the culture is because right now the culture is in a state of transition and it has been. And the transition is not able to ebb and flow as it needs to because we have all the old schools. We have all us saying, like, that's not what we did. That's not how we did it. Uh, 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 young blood, get off your horn. Give it to me. Let me show you how it's really done. You know, and it's it's not really shaping up and it's not helping anybody. So now we have this cyclical mess of nothing happening. And now we just in limbo. The culture is in limbo. So as I stated, protecting the culture right now, the focus is redefining what that is and pushing it out in a positive and a safe environment. I agree and just bring it full circle. I think, man, just my idea of protecting the culture. Um, we talked about you know the all-star bands and you know O'Hays being involved. And my idea of protecting the culture is preserving it, man, and, and keeping it in-house, you know. Because um uh I think the SWAC is probably one of the only conferences right now that has a SWAC, have a band director association within their conference. Like all the SWAC bands, I think John Graham is the president of that association, he's a director over at uh, Pine Bluff. But they actually have a conference call. I don't know what their what their tempo is as far as how often, but um, you know the competitive spirit is going to be there. The hatred on, for some people will have they'll have that hatred or whatever. But at the end of the day, as long as we maintain the ownership of the culture and um, like shows like March and other people getting involved now with our culture, man, as long as you know we're driving that narrative and we still. <laughs> behind the the wheel and the ship man we'll be all right and that's 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 the way i see it man um we may not get along or whatever like you said rick and everything but as long as we maintain the uh, ownership of it we'll be we'll be all right as far as protecting the culture anyway all right man awesome good feedback um let's bring in our first guest hey if you uh uh, guest man uh, let's keep it brief man um try to keep it under about two three minutes because we want to get people off and let people go back to their lives because we, we definitely got to hit that work daddy in the morning. Yep. All right. So let's try to keep it brief. All right. So the first person we're going to bring in, let's bring in Jared. What's going on, brother? What's good? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, for sure. All right. What you got for us, bro? Hey, man. Uh, for real, for real, man, uh, I would definitely want to be on on this show. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It matter, man. I ain't talked to Rick in forever, man. Uh, What's hey, up, bro? It's always it's always good to see you, man. What's up, bro? Um, uh, I, hey, y'all y'all chimed in on a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, as, as always, man. I I've been commenting my butt off. I was like, let me just try to slide in this mud and just you know, man, get y'all kudos on on having the show. Uh, this is a fantastic topic, man. This 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 last one. Uh, was definitely a brain scratcher, uh, which I, you know, I like. Uh, but I, I mean, I agree absolutely with everything that you guys uh, said. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's actually interesting that people don't know the camaraderie that a lot of college directors actually do have, just because it's not seen. You know what I mean? I do remember uh, people like Doc and Adams, you know, talking about how they had people come to the house. You know what I'm saying for that for the let's call it let's call it the extracurricular after mm-hmm. everything was over and they and they just chop it up man people didn't know that they had those you know those relationships and some people get caught up in you know the drama 
of it all and and don't really know what's really going on like one one case in point man is uh the one mardi gras per uh battle that miles and southern did people was like yo snipes hate everybody and like i i, I like went to a game or something i seen him and i asked him about it he was like bro we i'm cool with all of them you know what i mean like you got you can't the snipes persona like he he, called, he was like it's a character you know what i'm saying this is just something i do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I understand what's going to appeal. Matter of fact, he's not the only person who, who said something like that. Uh, Bandu, I went to, I was taking kids to, you know, these summer camps and for, at the colleges and whatnot. And a lot of them were saying that, bro. It is so interesting to me. Um, I went to Southern's high school camp like three years in a row. And just hearing what the directors are telling the students, Man, they was killing them kids' dreams. They was like, yeah, I know y'all showed up thinking that y'all was about to just be in this mug, blow, as y'all say, blowing that hole. Absolutely not. Take that march out. Niggas was like, whoa, wait a minute. A who? Like, t- yeah, take this symphonic band clinic, this concert band clinic. Like, we, because you, you can't do nothing without fundamentals. It's, it's interesting to, just to know, you know what I'm saying, what people gravitate to or what they, what people think is like the ultimate. And they, they actually have no idea. Like, you're, like you said in this in this last uh this last question and whatnot. But um man, I had, you know, thoughts and everything on pretty much everything. But I mean I put it all in the chat. So I know y'all trying to wrap this mug up. I'm gonna really try to be on this okay, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna be here on Monday. <laughs> I got fest- I got festival that week. But I'm I'm definitely gonna make a return to this mug. Uh I definitely would love to be on talk that talk because this is the yeah, this is like the bee's knees of everything. <laughs> Uh, my hashtag is in is reminiscent of Maya. Uh, where's the ignorant shit at? I'm definitely gonna put that on the shirt because that is just amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, I just wanted to stop in, man, and say, man, this is fantastic, dude. I love, I love this, this podcast, the show, everything, man. Just keep, keep doing what we're doing, and much love to everybody in this mic. Man, appreciate it, bro, man, and appreciate the love, man, 100. percent For sure. All right, bro. Yeah, people don't realize, man, how close Dr. Sanford and, and Mr. Adelford is so many, like Charlie Brown from um from um uh, Shaw when oh. he was at Shaw. They like really, really close friends, man. There was, you know, I think if they were direct competitors, I think it would still be the same way, bro. I I, I just don't subscribe to the fact that we gotta hate each other. Yeah, I'm just as competitive. Anybody that know me, truly know me, know how knows how competitive I am, man. I will not let anybody outwork me. But at the end of the day, you know, me and Julian are arguing on this show. That's my best friend. I, you know, what I'm saying we gonna argue. We can call everything in the book. I'm going to call them all. Hey, what's up, dog? What we doing? You weak. Right. You weak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Like, we got to get past that. Go ahead, you. All right. Man, let's welcome uh, welcome the other family to the show. What's going on, Justin? How you doing? My man. You had to get your sippy in. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know you got a lot, bro. We got to keep it. We got to keep it brief. All right. Go ahead. You got it. The first time I saw the last time, you were like, how do you get out of that point? One, I can agree with Eddie on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the culture is, is what you make it as long as it's what we do. If they make it so much sense. For example, we all argue about every man have their own style, right? You know what I'm saying? The plan, like the sweat. The culture is what we've been doing all these years. You know what I'm saying? You add your little input in it and, and, you, and, you, and you just keep it going. You know what I'm saying? It, the culture dies when it stops. 
You know what I'm saying? He's talking about how I li- like all these Texas, you just tell him in the last episode uh, how big your high school band was, right? And certain things hinder it. Like certain things, I said like the administration and the school district start doing all, all the stuff they did to kill it. But we got to get rid of those administrations. You know what I'm saying? Some kind of way. The country going, you got to keep it going and never stop. That's what I want to say about that part since we're short on time. But this other topic though, um, the one where y'all was like, why don't let a lesser known HBCU band programs get the same treatment? Uh, we hit a few points. Florida Mori is two years old. Two, not even, not even old two. Y'all keep saying their name. You know what I'm saying? What they doing? Let's let's write that down. Let's see what they're doing. Kentucky State. You know what I'm saying? Small program. You know what I'm saying? I, I started going over there, but that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Been telling people there was gonna be. Uh, that's 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 another topic. Um. Uh, they they doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these bands been around. Rick, I mean, uh, Luke, if you gonna if you gonna snip any part, please snip that part. Or Rick was like, let's keep it real. A lot of these bands suck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we gonna say enough. I'll, I'll chop it up just for you, bro. <laughs> please, please, I'm, I'm gonna reshare it too because sometimes we need to hear that. Sometimes I be I ask like, damn, what band director? What school that band director went to? But they went to that school. Why did hey, band song? Hey, huh? be honest, Justin. Hey, be honest, Justin. So Kentucky State. How much can you, you you don't th- you, you don't give yourself no credit for them being the band they are because you 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 was one of the first that ones was, giving them coverage. That was, that was my next point. I was making on the next topic because uh, which leads to like some of the reasons why they don't do it, bro. Um, like this season, I dedicated to going to a bunch of small schools. I want I did a little project on my own because I ran into a small school. I won't say the name. Um, year before last, the year before COVID, and I was walking around a band, and not one person knew who I was. Not one. And I ain't saying I'm supposed to be superstar guy to get the earth, but if you some type of bad here, you know what I'm saying, you should know something. I show my face a lot, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and I was like, dang, well maybe you know they don't need it. they don't they don't, they don't know. So I'm gonna introduce myself. My first time meeting uh, Kentucky State, that was in 18. Mr. L, I never know exactly who I was, you know what I'm saying. So I said, boom, bands need to just deal with the times. I know sometimes we might, we have pride, you know what I'm saying? But suddenly have a, a, a crazy media team, how the school invest in the media teams? These small bands always brag about how much money they got, how much scholarship they got. Well, let's, let's, let's put some of that towards what the other schools are doing. Man, Lord knows if Norfolk had a media team, or if I could be Norfolk media director for one semester, boy, do you understand what I'm doing? You know, like the, the sound alone, the military look alone, sir. Like I post that video, I them standing in formation outside of Hampton for eight minutes straight. And that video got almost 10 racks of them standing still. That is unreal. You know what I'm saying? Do what these people are doing. Another bad. Uh, when I did the virtual battles over COVID, like, you know, we bad heads capital down here, Mighty Grab. You got to make us a believer down here. I don't care how good you say you is, you got to prove yourself. When I did them virtual battles with Langston, and Langston, I was like, God damn, Langston big, and they sound good, and they, 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 you get the okay from me. I told my friends back home and all the bad heads, y'all better watch out for Langston. Same thing they did when I said Kentucky State was good. Nobody ever went to Kentucky State. Kentucky State came to Mardi Gras, they did that. Kentucky State uh, went to Tennessee State this past semester and did their thing. Now, I'm a firm believer in, as us videographers, Eddie, I feel like, we gotta make people watch. I know one thing I'm, I'm good at with Smash Time. I know what to record. I know how to record it to give people something. You know what I'm saying? I but if you bring me in to shoot your band, you know what I'm saying? I cannot. I can't put the product out for you. I just can highlight it. But if you ain't got the well, product, let me well, let me ask well, let me ask you this, man. Because you did some recording this weekend. How you how you feel about this weekend, brother? 
uh, I'm gonna say Bloody Sunday is all culture, right? That's mm-hmm. not the best. That's not that's not the best. Uh, the band's supposed to sound, and I ain't looking for bands that sound amazing or superb right. when it comes to New Orleans. New Orleans, you know we about Eddie. I mean, you know we about Rick. New Orleans All Star Band, baby. Right. I need to get that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, to me, the band sound good to say Texas Southern is in a rebuilding stage. Langston, first time showing it, but and Talladega just took a huge hit. You know what I'm saying? So even with that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was pretty good to me. It depends on what you're nitpicking, but I tell you one thing: look at those videos and look how engaged all those hundreds of high school kids are watching, picking their favorite schools, culture, and they doing what they got to do. Last thing: if you are marching band, another thing too, before I get last thing: if you're not, if you're a marching band and you're not coming to Mardi Gras, I feel like you are you you choose to be. Behind the curve. You choose to, you know what I'm saying? Because you're watching something take place down here every year, and all these schools come down here, <laughs> big schools, and you watch the smaller schools come down here and get bigger. Like, um, uh, what school? Uh, Stillman came down here, did their thing, got recruitment, you know what I'm saying? Kentucky State did their thing, got recruitment. Why y'all not coming? I witnessed another school come down here, I, I don't name them. They came down here, and it was a smaller band, bro, and they did not even. I, I think it was Lane. Was Lane, wasn't it? Nah, Lane. Nah, Lane, I don't want to talk about that. I don't bring because I because I'm really we can talk offline about that, Rick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like as a college, I don't care. You're a college, and I understand our high schools have they big. You know what I'm saying? But you're supposed to still showcase and shoot your shot at these kids. You never know who 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 will come to your school. You know what I'm saying? Closed mouths don't get fed. That was a lot, but I know we pushed for time, bro. But yeah, it went down this weekend. Though. Y'all should have been. Hey, good footage, bro. Yeah, you killed it out there. Yeah, yeah especially when that big ass van rolled in front of you and they yeah. yeah. went around the van, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been watching all your joints, man. So I yeah, definitely because that that made me change my mind about how I perceive, you know, what what happens down there. It's definitely cultural, man. And, and I never looked at it from that a- aspect until I really watched your videos and really got into it so i appreciate yeah, you would have been you would have been proud of me just because that what you said is exactly what i said at the time I'm like yeah that, uh, was it some bad sound sure but the fact that the matter is that amount of engagement i seen white folk in the middle of the street black for everybody out there in the middle of the street enjoying our culture man and that that's just huge bro yeah. it's huge. uh because people don't know Talladega wasn't even in that parade it wasn't a parade at night. They know the parade bottoms, right? They knew Texas Southern, well, on my live, I, I'm going to take credit for this. Uh, Javon, if you're watching it, I, I got Javon to come on and talk stuff. I know I'm going to have all the whole Javon to watch the live, you know what I'm saying? So you don't hear talking about Talladega. I mean, they're talking about Texas Southern. They're coming out here to Talladega's territory because they come out every year, talk a little smash talk. Um, uh, Adrian got in the parade. They, they did two parades a day. They, they, they did two parades. They, they got in that parade just so that moment can take place. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, bro, if college, if, you, if Mardi Gras is not on your schedule, I just feel like that's like the same way y'all look at Honda and the same way y'all look at all these better bands that you want to make in Rose Bowl and all this, I feel like Mardi Gras is free and, and you get paid to do it. Parade's looking for college bands. You know what I'm saying? If y'all need a connection, let me know. I can put you in contact with any high school director, any parade crew. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, I don't know, man. It just make you mad when I feel like bands, when you say, why don't bands get bigger? Y'all, it's like, bruh, I don't know what I can go on and on about it, but I feel like bands not doing enough when they come down. When they come down, enough. they're not. And uh, that's all right, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know. I already know, man. We could go for a while, man. But 
like I said, we gotta we gotta try to get get these folks out of here, bro. But you ain't hit me up, man. You gotta hit me up on that Instagram so I can send you that joint, bro. Yeah, send me that link, uh, so, uh, so I get that shirt because uh, I got something coming up, um, but y'all. So, so uh, I got some videos coming out of a school, y'all. Wait, you know what I'm saying? I went and shot them the same weekend. I shot uh that game with um the the bit the battle of the bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hard drive, some crazy stuff happened, but I was able to get the videos back. And when I put the Look at this. When I put these videos out, it's exactly what we said. It's a matter of how you put the look. And I beg to differ. There's one drum section, uh, choir, um, these people like that. I'm telling you now. When I, before I put this video out, of these people, and they over there by Yahweh, not too far from um Norfolk, uh, but about an hour and a half away, so they get a hit. But all y'all people watching, they are definitely like that. And I shot the video. I'm going to put it out, put it out like Monday so we get a top 10 to watch it. All this mighty rest of down, die down, but these people like that, like just because presentation and how it was shot and how it was highlighted, you know what I'm saying? So that's another story for the damn highlight shot. Send me a link, too. Hey, Justin, I'm, hey, I'm, Justin, what a I'm gonna send it to you in the Instagram. I'll give I'll send it to you in your Instagram. Yeah. Hey, it's man, it's, it's Eddie, man. What, what, what's up with the clock, bro? You remember five years ago, I asked about the clock, bro. With the the clock plaque, or what you want? The you was you was you was giving you was awarding plaques, the, the smash, oh, the smash clocks. So that was down for my smash bad battle of the band, which I'm just rebranded this Mighty Dragon. When I seen all these bands, I was like, oh yeah, it's going down. But hey, I'm, I'm gonna get one made. I'm gonna send it to you for sure. I was messing with you. All right, so bro. you need one. Hey, mine, what that? Hey, mine, what that wine daddy talking about? Because you've been sipping mm -hmm. this whole time. You feeling good? I have here? not been sipping it this whole time. Maybe the past <laughs> fifteen minutes. Oh, hey y'all, love y'all much. I gotta get out of the school. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, bro. I know. <laughs> all right, Justin, man, we'll holler at you, bro. Yeah. I'll send that to you, bro. I all right, uh, I saw um, I saw Ant in here. Uh, Ant, he was he was he was in there, man. But I think he had to roll. And it's all good, man. I know it's getting late, so I want to go ahead and wrap this up, man. I appreciate everybody for joining us. Let's do it the right way. Uh, Rick, uh, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture, bro? Yeah, man. Um, tomorrow, y'all, you know how y'all know me. I'm I like to put my money where my mouth is. Tomorrow, my win ensembles performing. I would like to thank a lot of y'all for supporting my recital. That was amazing, man. Tomorrow, uh, the Win Ensemble is performing our next concert, man. And you can watch it for free on the UConn Music website. Uh, we're, the name of the concert is A Night with the Classics. So we're going old school with this performance, man. We're starting with uh, this piece by Prokofiev called uh, Athletic uh, Fanfare. Then we're going, or Athletic Festival uh, March. Then we're going to Colonial Song by uh, Granger. Uh, first half will close with Chester by Schumann. Then we're going Festive Overture by Shostakovich and finishing with Candy by Bernstein. So we're doing an old school classic show uh, for the Win Ensemble genre, man. That's going to be great. And um, man, I ain't been on the show in like two weeks. Man, it was some good music that came out over these last two weeks. That new Robert Glass with Black Radio dropped this past Friday. If y'all ain't got that Robert Glasper album, you are asleep. That album is incredible. That Moonchild dropped two weeks ago. If you ain't got it, you sleep. Starfruit. And then just to give y'all a new artist, man, I was really feeling, I was listening to her today. She has like a 70s vibe to her music. Sound like Minnie Ripperton almost. But a young lady named Ravina, R-A-V-E-E-N-A. -E -E and the name of the album is Lucid. Y'all want some real good vibes, man. That's a good album for you to check out. But uh, yeah, man, come come support some good music tomorrow. Uh, let's continue to support our people, man. We in this together. Ain't nobody my enemy. I don't hate nobody. 
You know, I just want to see what's better for us. So let's support black and let's stay together, man. All right, 100. Okay. All right, let's do it the right way. What's good, Ma? There we go. Maya, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Oh, Lord, I'm just trying to keep it together. This damn thing, I ain't never doing this no more. You over there seasoning uh, chicken. I see you. Huh? I said you over there seasoning chicken. It's catfish, but, yeah, it's late, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. Uh, uh, I mean, same as always. I've been missing for a couple of weeks. You got that well, goo in the background. Oh, <laughs> it's that mac and cheese. Say. <laughs> What's going on? I didn't even realize. Yeah. My bad. Okay, let me stop. Uh, let me focus. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've been missing for a couple of weeks, so I'm glad to be back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been another great show. I was in and out due to this uh, phone connection, accidentally hitting the X button so many times. But glad to be back. Glad we're still doing this. Glad we're still building community. And yeah. There go that goo again. Hey, I forgot to, t- <laughs> I forgot to tell y'all. I'm trying to multitask and it's not. Right. You got that goo in the background. Hey, what you say? When you stop talking, I'll hit the mute button for you so we don't hear. <laughs> Hey, but for real though, for my hip hop heads, that new Big Crit uh, drop, it's 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 okay. I like it. It's just, like it. it's, it's, yeah, it's it's okay. It's not my best representation of my boy. Like I love Big Crit, and these last couple albums have been, uh, I don't know. But if you want a good listen, he got a track on there um, that I'm really feeling. A young lady, y'all seen that video with the young lady man? She uh, Ashley J had did that sing with me during Christmas. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I I bought this lady up on on uh, show. Her name is Roland. So track fifteen. That lady's voice is incredible, and she has a really good EP too. Roland R O L Y N N E. Check her stuff out, y'all. Her voice is is insane. So that's it. All right, bet. Hey Chuck, uh, I see you down there, bro. I know we usually get you in, man, but. I gotta, I gotta get everybody gone, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry, bro, but I know you're gonna be back on Monday, so it's all good. It's all good. All right, uh, Eddie, man. Any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Nah, man. I just appreciate it, man. This is an excellent show tonight, man. I thank, thank you for having me on, y'all. Man, anytime, bro. Uh, like I told you before, man. I, I've, I've been trying to get you on for a while. It's just kind of been scheduling and stuff, and trying to get myself together for you know band life and all that kind of stuff. So. Hey, oh, Eddie, pub your, pub your show, man. Yeah, man, most definitely. Most pull, definitely. Let's support you, man. What's your, let you it, say pull it up? It. Oh, no. I mean, no. No, me no pull up your show, show, man. Let the people know like when your show is so we can all come support you, too, bro. I'm working on something midday, matter of fact, man. It's going to be something like a like a luncheon with 50 or midday. Um, We're going to do something around noon, man. So um, I'm teleworking. I said, I need to go ahead and do something around that time frame, man. So look out for something maybe noon, maybe twice a week, something like that. Um, figure you and your lunch break. Tune in. Listen, you know, do, watch, you know what I'm saying? Um, podcasting at noon, man. Something like that. So meet me on the 50. 100, man. Y'all, anybody who's watching this right now, everybody who's watching this, go please check out Eddie and meet me at the 50, man. He's always had some great content. I've, I've been checking him out for a while. I've checked him out for years, man. And it was really dope when he became my chapter, bro. So I was like, all right, yeah, hell yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely great to have him. I definitely appreciate you. You're welcome back anytime, bro. I have nothing left, man. It's been a great show. I appreciate everybody for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. 
Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.